0: Well, all right, everybody. This is it. Here we go. It's been a while since I've seen y'all, since you've seen me. And uh, I just want to welcome everybody to episode number 62 of Sports Cards Live. Like I said, I'm, I'm glad to be back. It was a, a nice week off the show and I uh, managed to catch up on a few things in the real world. And uh, But I did miss this and uh, certainly missed uh, interacting with all the viewers and the guests and doing this show. I, I realized I really did miss it. So even though it was only a week, it was a long week for me. So glad to be back. All right. So I want to do uh, one thing like I always do. I just I do want to thank uh, the guests I had two Wednesdays ago, Richard Pollock, the pro NHL scout from the Florida Panthers, who joined me. Awesome discussion about, uh, you know, how to really think about hockey players in terms of you know their, their development and applying it to collecting. It was a great discussion. I wanna thank my guests from two Saturdays ago. We had Chris McGill from Card Ladder and House of Jordans on the regular show. And then Joe Perot joined me on After Hours. Two awesome episodes, had a great time. So check those out. This coming Saturday. So this weekend is the Sport Card Expo. And Saturday night, it's on Saturday and Sunday. Saturday night, my buddy Amit Acharya is gonna join me here for an Expo recap episode We did one after the Virtual Expo in in, uh, June and we're going to do it again here in November. So that'll be a fun show. Check that out. We'll talk all about what we experienced and saw and how we enjoyed the Virtual Expo on the Saturday, which will continue again on the Sunday. That's the Virtual Expo itself. Want to welcome back and welcome any new viewers. If you're new to the show, thank you for joining 70 episodes, over 70 episodes in the archives right now, including the after hour shows. So, you know, check them out if you want. Pick the ones you like. Go check them out. And I do recognize they're long. So if you bite them off in chunks, YouTube will remember where you left off. If you're not yet a subscriber, please do subscribe. I ask this every time. I'll probably continue to ask it. Please do subscribe. Just closed in on 1,450 subscribers. I want to thank all of you guys who have subscribed. It's really quite awesome. Uh, I also want to get... I wanna tell you guys about uh, something. I'm working with um, Adam, who's the Real 27 guy on his Basketball Card Fanatic magazine. So he puts out this awesome magazine in digital format. I receive it and uh, issue number three has recently come out. And so what uh, what Adam is offering through Sports Cards Live is if you guys are interested in, in trialing the magazine, he'll send you the, the next three issues for $20. And if you then want to uh, renew for the for nine more issues, he'll sell you those for sixty dollars. So eighty dollars for what would amount to twelve uh, issues. His normal price is like ten bucks an issue, or a hundred for the year. So yeah, you know, we're, we're I think it's a great magazine. I read it. I've printed off the first three issues. I have them right here. I print them off in color. And I just want to, you know, I want to support this guy. He's doing a great job. The content's amazing. The the it's getting better with each issue. So. You know, I, I, some great interviews, some great content, some great analysis, really good articles. So I wanted to point that out to everybody. And if you are interested um, in subscribing, uh, you would, I don't have it up and ready to go, which I thought I did, but basically you go to paypal.me slash basketball card, send them some money and message, uh, mention sports cards live and you'll get the, the deal. I'll, I'll get more to that later, give you guys some better information for that. I also want to mention, so I I just said the Sport Card Expo is coming up this week in November 21, 22. And I want to invite all you guys to come to the Expo and come hang out at my booth with me. I'm going to be there under the Sports Cards Live banner. I've got cards to sell and I've got lots of talking to do. So if you're coming and you want to come hang out, I can have like up to 10 people in the booth with me at a time. Like that means on screen and unlimited people can view but up to 10 people can come on and just hang out and chat. So I really wanna extend that invitation to all the viewers. Please come check out the virtual expo and please come see me at my booth and let's get on screen and just hang out, come hang out with me and everybody else who's there. That'll be a lot of fun. I'm also gonna mention to you guys that on the Saturday at three o'clock Eastern, new grading company CSG is doing a main stage uh, panel which I will be hosting with their two lead graders, Andy, uh, Broom and Weston Reeves, who are the two that everyone's heard have left uh, Beckett, uh, be- Beckett grading and gone to CSG. So I will be uh, leading that discussion with these guys. We met today actually in a Zoom and kind of laid out the plans for it. It's going to be really interesting, lots of great information. And one thing I can tell you is that sample of their slab that everybody saw a few months back is not their slab. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be completely different. So if anyone was kind of disappointed with that, I think there's going to be some nice surprises coming. So please do uh, check that out on the main stage. Come hang out with me at the booth. Also kind of interesting that Upper Deck Series 1 released today and we've seen these uh, these bounties put out there for the, the high gloss out of 10, $10,000, $12,000, $13,000 bounties. I, I'm curious to see if anyone actually steps up and pays the price. I think someone will pay the 10 and the 12, but time will tell. Okay, we do have a guest tonight, and uh, we're gonna do the car- the card of the day is gonna come up at the end of the show. We're gonna do the sports cards live. Five questions also at the end of the show with with Barry Comcy, Barry today. And as always, guys, your comments, your questions are in play. So get them in the comments, and uh, and let's uh, let's rock and roll. So let's get to tonight's guest. I got my intro ready to go. He got a start in the hobby in the late 1970s, when in grade three, he helped helped out a friend of his who thanked him with a stack of hockey cards, and he's been hooked on them ever since. He started working at ComC in 2012. He's a fixture at the Sports Card Expo in Toronto. He's been to the National as well, representing ComC with professionalism and class. Originally from Edmonton, Alberta, now hailing from Vancouver, British Columbia. Let's bring him out. Barry Ma, also known as Com C Barry, welcome to Sports Cards Live, episode number sixty-two. How you doing tonight, my man? Great. It's an honor to be here. Well, I- I'm glad to have you, Barry. We've been talking about this for a while. It's great to have you. So, listen, we've got people here, ready, to, ready to, ready to talk, ready to hear what we're going to say. So, <laughs> so let's let's get right into it with with the opening face-off question for the evening, and it's one that's on a lot of people's minds, Barry. It's got to do with shipping times at ComC right now. You guys you guys are a little bit behind, a little bit delayed. What's going on with the shipping delays at ComC, and when can you see it perhaps catching up if, if you can look that far into the future? I think people are curious to know what you have to say about this.
1: OK, we know we are a bit behind. Uh, we are making changes to improve the, the shipping times. We are building a better infrastructure to handle it. We are hiring as many people as we can to uh, get more cards pulled and shipped. Uh, we do have some challenges. We have uh, we have limited space there, and with COVID, that exacerbates the problem. We are looking at other op- We are looking at opportunities to ex- to expand our, our our work areas to have uh, more warehouse space to house the cards. So we're looking into that. Uh, the unfortunate part that about about this, like during this time. We are in. We're, we are heading into winter, and the reality is, there's there's people who are who are getting sick, and because COVID is running rampant, these people need to take uh, precautionary measures and stay home and get COVID tests to make sure that they are uh, well. We don't want them to 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 come to work and infect the build infect other people, and then basically have the building shut down. And that is the like, ultimate worst case scenario. So we are taking. Every precaution to make sure that uh, people are safe, and under those conditions, we are working the best we can as fast as we can. Unfortunately, I cannot give you a time frame as to when we're going to be better. Uh, we're, we're we are again we are building the infrastructure. We are hiring more people. We are we have to make sure as well that they're trained properly, as we do not want them to make mistakes and you know have a have a have a delayed shipment and then ha- receiving your cards incorrectly we don't want to have that we want to make sure that it goes out 100 percent correctly to as best as we as to the best of our ability uh but we do have a, a we do have this uh this you know once in a lifetime issue of, of covid that we're that we're trying to fight through so
0: we're we're doing the best we can yeah no man it makes good sense to me. I, I work in a business where we've got lots of staff as well. And we've had people that have had, you know, they've been in contact with someone who has the virus. And so they've had to take off, they they have to stay home for like two weeks and not come to work. And that, that does affect your business. So, uh, you know, I'm sympathetic towards it. I'm also probably more patient than most collectors are and willing to to, to wait for stuff usually because I'm not looking to flip it too quick if it you know if it's coming from my personal collection but you know there's I've seen a lot of people express their frustrations with it and I thought it would be a good opportunity to give uh, you a representative of ComC the the platform to address collectors you know directly here on Sports Cards Live and just let them know that you guys are working on it and that unfortunately it, it is challenging time so um I hear you, man. And and I wish you guys the best. I I, I do hope you're successful in hiring staff. I know that's not easy to do right now either, because, you know, how do you how do you train people when you can't get too close to them? All that sort of thing. So I'm sure it's going to take extra longer to get those things done. But I wish you guys success in 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 ramping that up and catching up on your backlog and satisfying all the collectors who are they're hungry for their cards. And and I I understand that they are, um, even though myself, I tend to be a little bit more patient, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, so, OK, listen, um, we're we're going to I'm sure we're going to get get a few questions on this as we go through the night. I do want to welcome everybody that we have viewing right now. So we'll go through that and then we'll get into a little bit more, uh, you know, history of yourself and uh, and a few other topics. we got a lot of stuff lined up, guys. We are going to announce this Sports Cards Live Invitational within the Com C Challenge, which is pretty awesome. I'm, I'm super happy that uh, that Com C wants to work with us on this. So but let's say hello. We got Jeff McMahon. in the Jeff. I'm glad to be back too, you, man. It's great to see you. Paul Cashman, evening to you. I did enjoy the bye week, even though it wasn't much of a time off for me. It was more just uh, less less busy, is what it was. Uh, Okay, we're not. I'm going to read comments before I click on them. So we're not. This is. I'm going to mention to everybody watching right now. This is not a complaint department. Okay, if you have complaints for ComC or you want to vent your frustration, um, take it elsewhere. I'm not going to address those comments tonight. This is informational. And we're giving uh, Com C an opportunity to to you know speak to the hobby and to explain a few things that might be going on. And I think Barry just did a really good job of that. Um, so I just want to let you guys know front, we're not gonna, we're not going to vent frustrations here tonight. Uh, we're going to keep it nice and friendly. Barry's uh, Barry's an awesome guy. Like I said in my intro, he he represents Com C and he's a great hobby guy. He does it with professionalism and class, and I know that from firsthand experience dealing with Barry. So let's treat him that way tonight, please. And thank you, Jeremy.
1: Gary, I, I could say something about our customer service and uh, to just just to get just to get it out there. Uh sure. we we do like when when COVID happened and we started uh getting a bit back up backlogged in terms of our processing and our shipping, we did not have the infrastructure in, in our customer service team to, to deal with the volume. But since then, uh we I we have a we have someone who, who we hired um who, who we hired Steph. She is uh she is a, a great She's a great person, and she's basically uh, looking after the looking after the customer service team. We've hired we pretty much doubled the number of staff and we've cut down the number of of, of tickets by by 50 percent since since she since we've begun the hiring binge. So we even have a couple of people that we've hired remotely in Canada to help with the backlog. We're trying to get through, we're trying to answer them as, as quickly as we can. and and to be honest with you, um you know it's it's all in bounds like we the customer service team is basically there to answer questions that people have but if if we didn't have a processing problem or we didn't have a shipping problem we wouldn't have these issues so it's sort of expected that we would have these we would have more calls during this time when we're when we're unable to to fulfill uh the the processing and the shipping uh backlogs uh to to, um better so unfortunately that's that's the case but uh we do have people that are, that are taking, that are responding a lot quicker now than we have a few few months ago.
0: So, okay. Uh, Thanks for jumping in there, Barry. I appreciate that. You know, I I don't mean to, to, to scold anybody (laughs) here. I just, I just really, one of my, one of the biggest things I tell all my guests is that it's super important to me that they are comfortable doing the show and that uh, we don't chase anybody away by any viewership or comments that are, you know, just, you know, inappropriate or, um, angry. I I don't I don't enjoy that and I don't want that on the show. Uh, But I appreciate you jumping in there, Barry. And it makes sense to me. And I think, you know, to Kane 78, who asked the question why it takes months to get us to get support to respond. You know, it, it comes down to to people. And you guys are working on that. And like you just said, you've hired people, you hired this 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 woman, it sounds like who's doing the job well and getting back out there. So I think that that goes a long way. And I think we should all be just Again, I understand we're frustrated. It's not just we're not calm. See, it's it's everything. It's everything, and it's not even just the hobby, right, guys? It's it's everything. And I know if people are going through tough times, so you know, I'm I, I'm I'm sympathetic towards it. But but at the same time, I don't want this to turn into to want to an episode where we're just uh, airing our complaints. So thanks for that in advance, everybody. Chris West, great to see you, my man. Jeff wants to know if I have updated my Google Doc prices as of yet for the card show. I am pretty much done updating my, I use Dropbox. I'm pretty much done updating my Dropbox and um, can maybe share the link later on. Or uh, if not, you can see it on Saturday at the card show. Paul Cashman, I saw somewhere someone pulled the high gloss. I saw that too, that's a Lafreniere high gloss. Yeah, I just saw that this evening. We'll see if that person cashes in on one of the bounties. Terry, great to see you buddy. Good evening to you, good evening to everyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, anonymous Facebook user. I'm sure I know you, yeah, but uh, excited to learn about ComC. Well, yeah. I mean, I've been using ComC since probably 2013, maybe 2012 even. And, um, you know, it, it's come a long way in all that time. Al G., welcome to the show. Great to see you. Very great to see you, Al. Uh, let's see what else we have here. I want to say hello to Cardboard Max. Good evening to you, sir. Filmington, PSA handled this year pretty well in relative terms. You know, I've seen a lot of uh, I've seen a lot of people posting returns of cards, and I'm surprised how fast they are saying they received them. So that makes sense to me. Filmington, thanks for joining. Great to see you, Jeremy Pringle. Good to see you, my man. Dominic Larouche. Good evening to you, Joey O'Hearn. No more vacations. <laughs> Glad you're back. I don't have any more vacations planned right now, guys. We should be going for a while here now. So thanks for that, Joy. I appreciate it. Dustin, the personal finance dad. Good evening to you. And I want to mention, guys. And I, I do this, but I do it because I believe in it. These are some of my favorite channels on YouTube. Dustin's the personal finance dad. Check it out. His videos are a lot shorter than mine, so they're a little bit more consumable. But uh, but he puts out lots. He's got about 300 videos on his channel right now. We'll go back up to Filmington. Check out his channel as well. An older, not an old, I won't say an older channel, but you know it's been around a lot longer than mine has and one that I've been watching for a while. So check out Filmington. Check out the personal finance dad. I haven't seen any others yet up here, so we'll keep on rolling through here, guys. Uh, what's it? Facebook, you, oh, hey, what's up, Barry? Good to see you're doing well. Yeah, Barry, Barry's doing well. I think all things considered, right? Ah, it's Matt P. I'll probably show his anonymous. All right, Matt, welcome to the show. And Paul throws up. Yeah, if you go to streamer.com slash Facebook, I'll be able to see your name better. Okay, we're at the bottom of the comments for now, Barry. So listen, man, i um, I do like to take an opportunity to let the viewers get to know the guest a little bit. Most of the time I do that. And so tell us a little bit like, you know, how did you get into cards? I mentioned a little bit in the intro, but give us a kind of a quick summary on how you did get into cards when you were younger and, uh, you know, what you're doing with them now. (laughs) Well, as you mentioned, I I started when I was
1: nine years old in grade three and I carried someone's lunchbox and he gave me a stack of cards and I said, wow i can't believe they have they made cards with with the with the players i see on tv and then i was absolutely hooked from from that point on and i basically i didn't collect everything but i collected some cards back in the day uh unfortunately uh i had to i had to i moved from a uh, small town of Biche, alberta home of renee bork and uh moved to edmonton so in 19 that was during 1979 and I did not collect or did not purchase a lot of cards back at that year. I later found out that that year uh, when we moved, it was because my mom had ovarian cancer and, and needed to be at the big in a big city of Edmonton to to get her surgery done. So, of course, I would basically take her life over a Wayne Gretzky rookie card. But I did later on buy a Wayne Gretzky rookie card. That's another story. <laughs> but then uh, I basically collected cards up until... Well, I continued collecting cards all the way through. I basically was a was was collecting everything, like tried to try I was a completist up until the point where I think it was like 1997 where I said I can't do this anymore. There's just making too many cards. So basically cut down to my favorite team, the Red Wings. And now it's even becoming undaunting to collect every Red Wings card. So I'm basically uh, pretty much like a a a value buyer of, of Red Wings cards. If it's if it's a if it's at a good price, I'll buy it. But I I I don't really assemble and, and and look for cards that I'm missing it's just too 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 big for
0: me but that's yeah. that's that's where I'm at yeah the, man I mean I I, I get it dude there, there's so many cards out there now it's impossible to collect never mind everything <laughs> being able to collect everything went away in about 1990 but uh even collecting all, all the cards of your favorite player or team is just it's just impossible these days which is a nice thing it allows us to be uh, selective and really curate our collections to our specific tastes and not Feeling like you have to own everything. I think that's something a lot of people, you know, they they have an they have trouble with with not owning everything of their player. Those those people who want, you know, those those completionists. Anyway, uh, Peter jumps in, says Barry's a great guy. Hopefully, at the, a very, sorry, Peter Barry is a great guy. Very helpful at the shows when ComC is set up. And yeah, uh, that that's a good segue, Barry. So tell us a little bit about how did because you head up the ComC Canada office. But you obviously work pretty closely, I have to think, with with your U.S. counterparts. You're under the same banner for that, you know, as far as representing ComC And, well, just quickly, Jeff McMahon, go wing. So there you go. He's got the Detroit Tigers logo in his, in his icon there. Great. Um, so tell us a little bit about how did you come, because I know the story, but I, I want you to tell it because I really enjoyed it when you told it to me. How did you come to work at ComC?
1: Well, I worked for, I guess, when I, when I started... When I moved to Edmonton, uh, well, let's 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 move past that. When I moved to when I moved to Vancouver, I I I I started working for a, a a big five bank in the back office, and that was, to be honest, I I thought it was like my my retirement job at 23, <laughs> working all the way through. Uh, unfortunately, after after 23 years, they decided not to. They didn't need my services, and I got laid off but during like late, late, very late, late onwards in my banking career, uh, around like 2008, 2009, I believe, um, I was, I was going to card shows and buying cards and, and Tim was, was actually set up, was actually set up at, at the, at one of the bigger shows in, in Vancouver, uh, some of the, uh, the
0: semi-annual shows. So he, he set up there and, um, so sorry. I, let, let me just clarify. Yep. When you say Tim, you mean Tim Getch, who's Tim the CEO, the founder CEO of uh, of ComC. Okay. Yes. Yes.
1: So he would set up, and I would I would go to, I would sometimes go and help a friend of mine, uh, Sam, to set up to set up at his table to help him out. And when when Sam uh, met Tim to find out what the concept was, he was so enamored with 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 how ComC was set up that he was looking for an opportunity to to partner with him. So, whenever whenever he found out that Tim was setting up at these Vancouver shows, he would ask the promoter Dale to if he could set up right next to him. So basically, I got I got the benefit of of being next to Tim through through Sam because because Sam wants to make build that relationship and see what 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 opportunities he has to 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 uh, work with him for for ComC. So, um, I basically had developed a relationship and I kept that relationship with, with him throughout, throughout this time uh, to the point where one day I, he was set up in Vink. He was set up at the show here. And I said to Tim, Tim, I got laid off. And And then Tim said, "Uh, well, let me see. Let me see if, if let me see what I could do. And a little bit later, um, Sam and I developed a, a, a proposal to Tim to open up uh, a Canada office. And, and, and I, and I thanked, sam for doing this but he actually went down to the us and made a proposal for him i had to stay back and and do my do my studies for my for my cma and when when that presentation was made tim tim accepted it and i think probably about a year later um tim said okay let's let's do this and 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 from that Comc canada was was born and i've been working here for Comc canada ever since
0: so I, I, I kind of like what I like about the story is that you, uh, you know, you guys, you guys went after it and, and you know, and you, you you set a goal, you went after you've made a proposal and and it was accepted. And now look at you. Here we are eight or so years later and you're heading up the office there and, you you know, made a career of it. And ComC is growing internationally if you're, you know, you've crossed the border. So that's really cool, man. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what you do at the expo, because. I've seen uh, the expo, the the summit in Edmonton, uh, the Bosa shows in BC. I've seen you guys set up at all these shows. What, you know, is it tougher to is it tougher to wrangle submissions in Canada than it is for you guys to do it in the US? And 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 if so, what's the strategy then to to, to build out? Like when when you made the proposal to Tim to open up a Canadian office. Um, how, what was the what was what was kind of the, the plan or the mission in terms of you know how what was the plan to prove yourself and to, to make it you know to to make the, the investment worthwhile?
1: Well, opening up a, an office in Canada allows um, Comsi to basically branch out into another country. It was it was you know Comsi was still a growing company, but it has a it had a, a, a fair footprint over there. And submissions were have have been have been steadily growing there, but in Canada it's a bit different. Uh, in Canada, there is not many people uh, submitting cards through Comcy because if you if, because uh, as as Redmond would be the only office, you basically have to ship across border. So opening an office in in Canada would help in terms of uh, receiving submissions. Also with 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 Canada we were able to uh, shorten the amount of time for customers to receive their shipments by two weeks be- beforehand. It would be shipped through uh United States postal service, which, which, which takes about four weeks, but with, with the Canada office, we shortened that to about two weeks. Um, but uh, so that, that's it was basically an inroad into Canada. Uh, we needed to do shows because commsy wasn't well-known here. So we need to get ourselves out there. So, um we we want we definitely want to go to the to, to the expo. Uh 50% of the population in Canada resides within a three hour drive of of, of Toronto. Um you know, Vancouver is is local, so we do those shows and Edmonton is a short hop. And based and the other show that we would do is Montreal. And and basically those those four ter- those four areas would basically cover pretty much the in, most of most of Canada. Like if everyone if anyone was to go to a major show, they would probably go to to one of to one of those shows so it's all about getting our name out there and 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 putting us out and getting our name out there and you know it's it's actually more of, of letting people know about you know buying opportunities like we we at, at the beginning it was it was about like soliciting like consignments and and selling but now we're sort of like focused on 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 letting people know about, about what great a company we are in terms of helping people uh buy cards and save money on shipping
0: so talk a little bit about the hustle. I mean, because I've seen you at the show and I've seen you hustling around for, you know, first Yep. getting out there, meeting the people, talk <laughs> a bit about your experience being at the expo, you know, walking the aisles and, you know, it, it is part of your job to sort to, to hustle for submissions? And, you know, obviously you could sit at your booth at the expo the whole time and just wait for people to come up to you. But I've seen you out there. Talk a bit about that. Well, at
1: the very beginning, when we were in our in in our infancy, when we go to the expo, we basically need to, you know, sort of pay our way. So we had to um, sort of make sure that we got enough submissions that would cover our all of our expenses. So it w- it was very important that we reach out to to um, to all the dealers that were there. Um, you know, dealers pretty much. Would be would have like the largest like the largest inv like relatively speaking the largest inventory that that would be consigned to us so we're we're looking at we're looking at the dealers, um, at for in, in terms of like getting getting submissions so it was a matter of like uh, making contacts with 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 the with the folks and, you know when I when I when I met Jeremy at 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 the expo he was he had his definite new miniature and and Jeremy was one of the biggest. Uh, promoters of our cheerleaders of, of Comsi at, at the very, at the very beginning. And it was, it was great to the, to, to, to know someone like, like Jeremy, who's, who supported our company from, from, from the very, from the very beginning. And, and it, and, you know, the hustle, the hustle changed to like business and friendship and it relationship building. And it was very important to me to sort of, you know, meet these, like, like I consider Jeremy to be a, to be a friend. I consider like, like Wayne Fraser and, 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 you know, all the people that I, that I, that I see at the expo and, you know, at Edmonton and, you know, Vancouver and, and, and Montreal to be, to be friends now. And it's, and it's, it's, it's great to, to meet them uh, every time it's. And, and basically, you know, once, once we, once, once we set that relationship, we don't really have to necessarily, you know, ask you for submissions. We're just there, you know, just to make sure that we're, you know, we want, to, I want to be there just in case you don't have time to deal with the submission and make sure everything's, everything's okay with you in terms of like ComC and and make sure that we have that relationship. And, you know, I, you know, if you need anything, I, I am, you know, you know, we we do have the, the customer service, but, you know, if you have any questions, I'm, I'm, I'm there for you. So I, I want, I basically want to portray myself as, as being, um, you know, de- developing that relationship that, you know, if there's anything that you need, I I will take I will help you. I will take care of you.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you know, I can speak to that a bit just just as a customer. You, you said that I was one of the biggest cheerleaders in the early days. And that's true. And it, the reason was was because I first discovered ComC at the National and probably I, I, I said to Tim a long time ago, I think it was 2008, but he might have corrected me and we said we weren't there that year or something. So it might have been nine or ten, whenever it was and i thought there's no way i'm giving my cards to this guy you know that was my first <laughs> thing uh, why would i give him my cards but then i then i saw i saw him was set up at uh, i believe it was the summit show in edmonton yep. and you know i'm friends with the promoter so got to go for dinner and, and got to know the people behind the brand and to me that's so important because you know and right now you know i'll just say it like right now we see we hear so many people com- venting frustration about so many different things in the hobby and elsewhere And it's like, once you get to know the people behind the company, behind the brand, behind the emails, behind the customer service numbers, I think that you get, you become more sympathetic when you get to know them as people. And especially if you become friends with them, like you just mentioned, and let's face it, we're at these card shows, seeing these people, seeing our fellow hobbyists, probably more than we see some of our family and long-term friends. So we are, we do become friends. We do develop these relationships and it's what makes the hobby so great outside of the awesome cards we get to collect are the, are the relationships. And so I was a cheerleader from the beginning because I got to know Tim and Julia, Tim's the CEO, Julia's the president. I, I, I met both of them, got to spend time with them. And I realized pretty quickly that smart people, people that I can trust, which is super important if you're, if you're trusting them with your, with your cards. Um, and so that's why I'm not a cheerleader. I wasn't a cheerleader for any reason other than I thought the service was great and the people were great. And so I gave it a try and then I realized how, that the service was great because as soon as I did, I submitted my first batch with, and then I priced them, before I was done pricing, I had sold a bunch of cards. I thought, <laughs> whoa, that, that's pretty cool. I've already, I've already sold whatever it was, $100 <laughs> worth of cards, and now I can go shopping on com <laughs> with my credit. But I also want to mention that at the expo, the summit, the Bosa shows, at all these shows, anyway, and the national for that matter, what I've done, and this is kind of a tip to people watching. And I know Amit joined us now. I says, "Oh my God, the amazing Barry, welcome uh, Amit." Um, what and Amit and I sat up next to each other at the expo, which you're well aware of, Barry, and. What the last thing I do at the expo is I do my submission to you, and I, I just kind of load, give you all these cards. And throughout the show, I'm looking for cards, and I know Amit does too. We're 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 on the lookout for cards that we might not otherwise acquire, but because of ComC, we will consider acquiring them and then submitting them to you and selling them through that format. Which you know, it just depends on your strategy, uh, what cards you want to sell through that through ComC, but. It's been a great way for me to turn cards that I don't want anymore, cards that I don't want to own personally or cards that I don't want to have to try to sell one at a time myself, submit them to you, generate the store credit and then buy better cards. And I really um, I really like uh, that works very well for me. So it's it's been really good for for my collection and I've had a great time doing it over the years. Uh, I just see a comment that comes in. Do we really want to store? Do we really want to stoke up his ego that much? Amazing. I don't understand the amazing comment, but um, I mean, do we want to stoke up his ego? I don't know that we're stoking up your ego, Barry, but uh, I have no problem paying compliments and uh, speaking my truth when I when I feel it. So yeah, I guess we do want to do that. Um, okay. So I, I, I think it's great that you got the Canadian office going. It's great that you guys have presence at the shows. Is it the same thing for the company at the national? Like, do you guys, and I, let me rephrase it. You know, when I see you guys at the National, you have a huge booth. You've got games going on, all these sorts of things. It's a lot of fun. Is the, is the National a main uh, venue or channel for you guys to generate submissions in the U.S. as well, similar to the way it is in Canada? Or would you say it's a little bit less important, if that's a proper way to put it?
1: Um, it's I would. I would say it's it's less important now than before, only because we because in the U.S. they are getting so much volumes through, through through the through the mail system. So it's it's I would probably say it's 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 more of 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 putting of being out there and showing the face of the company and answering questions that people have and as and basically as 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 a as a, as an addition we would accept we would accept submissions at 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 the national it doesn't not it doesn't play as an important role in the US relative to in Canada i know in Canada the the shipping rates are 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 expensive relative to the united states so i you know i do understand people you know saving their cards and waiting for us to go to the expo or, or to to uh to to send us their cards to save money on shipping so we sort of get the in terms of our 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 volumes here we are we're basically you know pretty much like peaks and valleys and and the uh the expo is is a is a, is a is a is a major um venue for getting uh cards for for processing for us so we basically get get the get two spikes two big spikes a year which uh we we don't really have now because we don't have the expo. Because of COVID, yeah, no,
0: <laughs> we all we are we're all well aware of that for sure. And I want I, I do want to ask you, but I'll ask you a little bit later, kind of what you're doing to, uh, I, you know, to make up for the loss in submissions because of these shows not happening. But we can get to that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. I want to bring up Jason says, uh, "Evening guys, love com c My order just shipped today, so thank you. Love my break times. Lol. Thank you, uh Jason. Jason is my good buddy of mine, a chef in Banff, Alberta. One of the Best ski resorts in the world. Uh, here's a question from Terry uh, Barry, and this is an interesting one. It says, "Do you feel that C is losing business due to the newer state tax charge to ship to our mailboxes? Other competitors have cropped up in the states with no sales tax, e.g., get it shipped, or, or maybe it was ship my cards." He goes on to say, uh, what, what, "What can you tell us about about that?"
1: So what I what I can tell you. Uh, so I'll, I'll I'll go I'll I'll go uh, you know ten thousand feet higher. In terms of uh, of our expansion, so um, you know, comp, comp, because of the card because of the card market right now, um, you know, we're you know, Com-C is making is making more this year than than last year, but all the money is being rein, is being reinvested so that we could we could grow and basically support a so support our ourselves better. So part of that is basically like looking for um, looking for additional additional locations around the, the you know in in, in Washington state is called the Puget Sound area so they are looking at at possibilities of opening up uh, offices in 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 Portland so i understand that Portland has no, no sales tax um, we are we are we are looking at possibilities of of opening up, up, up an office in north carolina and expanding in dallas and expanding in in around well where we are in in, in Burnaby. So um, that's so those are when I went. So those are in the like when I say looking, it's not official, but we are. But there is there is serious, especially the Portland area. We're very serious about looking at 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 an office over there to to support to support the our growing business.
0: Okay. Well, that that's good to hear. I, you know, I was, I have it sort of next on my notes was to talk to you about the, the C footprint really for, mm-hmm. so we can all get an understanding of where are you guys? How many are you guys? That sort of thing. Um, So let's talk about that very quickly. You mentioned, you yes. just mentioned Redmond, you meant uh, that you, you have an office in Redmond right now. Redmond is in Washington state, correct? Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's headquarters. That's where Tim works out of. Yes. Then so then you have your office in Burnaby, BC, which is sort of right outside Vancouver. For anybody who isn't familiar with Burnaby, and then you also have um, you have something in the Seattle area right now. I forget what you have there. We have our a warehouse in in
1: in this in South Seattle to uh, that houses all our all, all the inventory. Okay. And we have a we have a we have a tiny office where the loquacious Rich Klein works from.
0: <laughs> I was just <laughs> going to say that myself. Yes, the lo- the loquacious Rich Klein. So Rich Klein, uh, you know, well known in the hobby. He's been he's been a hobby stalwart for for a long time now. And uh, he's he's actually I'll quickly give a plug to the another YouTube channel Hobby Hotline, which is Saturday mornings at uh, eleven a.m. Eastern, where both Rich and myself are sort of um, intermittent co hosts, if you will so check that out everybody check out hobby hotline if you haven't yet it's a fun show and they'll they're on every saturday morning like i said and when i say they you know dr james beckett is a co is, a, is also a rotating co-host so is uh, brian gray so is brody the kid john newman drew herndon there's there's a there's a bunch of guys uh including myself ziggy does it too that go on there and co-host every so often so check it out guys just want to mention that quickly so what about people? Tell us a little bit about people. How many? Like, I think about ComC. I don't know how many people work there. Okay, full transparency. I do because we've discussed this. But people, before we discuss it, I wouldn't know how many people worked at ComC. How many people work there, Barry? Wow.
1: When I I I'm I'm basically the person who who uh, who prepares like uh, the ComC internal newsletter. So when I when I when I would send it out uh, at the beginning of the year. I would see like uh, ninety six recipients, and now when I send the email, there's there's almost one hundred and sixty recipients. So we are very close to doubling our 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 staff, and we are our goal is to to have uh, two hundred people working for the company by the end of the year. We are hiring people as fast as we can to keep up with with the with the volumes that are coming
0: in. Okay, well, that's good. So you're at around one sixty now. the goal to get to two hundred that's forty people. that's a lot of bodies to add. it's not it's not it's not easy. It's not cheap to add people. There's training and all that that happens. So and when you're training, you're actually taking time away from the trainers from doing their regular job, but it's all an investment into getting things. A little bit more efficient uh, down the road, and being able to satisfy the customers. So I, you know, so I certainly support that. I know, I know what that's like from a business perspective, and happens in my business all the time. I work in a high turn, we work in a high turnover industry ourselves, being in retail. So it, it just, it just happens. Uh, ben, Amit says that Barry was relentless. He, he convinced me to go to the dark side. So I, I remember that because. Setting up next to a meet at the expo, I would always no. see you. You'd come by my booth, Barry, and I'd I offload a bunch of cards to you. And I'd say to a meet man, you because the meet's got way more inventory than I do on a, on a on like a, a pure volume basis. I'd say meet, you got to give these to Com C, sell them there. It'll take all this work off your plate. And he was hesitant for a while. Finally, he did it. Now he's one of the biggest sellers on Com C in, in the hockey area at least. I know he's got yeah. in all four sports, but. He's the second or third biggest seller on there uh, as far as hockey cards go. So he he went over to the dark side. But if you talk to him, he'll tell you he's been very successful with it. So uh, I think he's happy to to have turned to the dark side. Let's see what we got some more comments coming in here, Barry. So I just want to address some of these. Uh, The Card Boys wants to know, does C offer a Canadian drop-off location other than the expo? If we do trade shows, we accept uh, drop-offs. So just it's either it's either at a card show type of thing or that's it. Would you accept them at your uh Canadian at your Burnaby BC office? Oh, sorry.
1: Uh, I would say we can. We just need to adhere to COVID uh restrictions. So uh you know I I I I would highly recommend during this time that you you don't drop it off cuz it's it's the, the weather is getting worse. Uh we don't want production to stop here for any for any reason. Um but uh you know if if I I would be fine if uh if 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 a, if a drop off was was not on a not rainy day cuz I don't because basically you have to leave it on the ground outside and we basically then have to put on our 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 ppe gear and pick it up and bring it in and we let it sit there for a little
0: while and be- before we even before we touch process it so so, of- so during covid it's a pain but outside of covid you you will accept submissions at the office in yes. addition to the card shows yes we will we've always done that yes in
1: the past it's awesome. it's it's just during this time it's 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 not too ideal
0: okay so there you go card boys hope that answers your question uh, i guess right now it's it's tough because of covid but in the absence of covid uh there's many more opportunities and and as a as a com user i've never sent them cards i've only ever submitted in person at a card show that works for me because i'm at the card shows slow pitch fanatic <laughs> yes barry so there we go thank you slow pitch appreciate that amit wants to mention you can ship to ComC via the submission process of course you can. Yamwax, welcome to the show. Corey says, I've been seriously impressed with the Comsi experience, especially when buying bunches of singles. Yeah, I've been impressed by it myself for eight or nine years as well. So I get that. Uh, Yamwax, thank you for joining us. Great to see you, my friend. Uh, Amit says I may know I may know more about COMC than Barry does haha yeah <laughs> I'm so sure Amit's a Amit's like he's a super user so for for sure Yam goes on to say e-commerce and fulfillment at this scale is tougher than most realize and you know what that's a really astute and important comment especially in the world of covid when there are so many people complaining and venting their frustrations and again we sympathize with it but I think we have to collectively sympathize with All businesses, especially when people have to call in sick because of health requirements or regulations and and the advice given by the authorities. So, but anyway, we've we've talked about that enough already. Yes, Amit, you've taught Barry a thing or two. The loquacious Rich Klein. (laughs) Thank you, Paul. Um, An anonymous Facebook user says, Barry, I might've missed this, but what's the submission turnaround in Canada right now? Can you speak to that? Well,
1: right now the 12-week standards have been suspended, and we are we are able to keep up with with the with the three-week current year and the and 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 the and the basic and the basic three-week processing. So we are we, we don't have we don't have a backlog in Canada. We we may miss we may miss some because uh, the 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 identification the 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 end process is being handled in in the in the United States. So there could be some cards that are missed, but for the for the vast majority uh, of cards, we basically have done our part within the time limits that, that, that are provided.
0: OK, well, that, that's good to hear. And so when you say that um, that you don't have a backlog in Canada, that then tells me that you might have some capacity. Are you guys taking some of that capacity in Canada, if I'm right about that? and helping out the us operations to help them get through their backlog with without the card without the card
1: shows and and getting the submissions um we we basically lost the and, and the 12 week suspend the 12 week standard suspension uh we basically lost a lot of our processing revenue so one of the things that we've done is we've we've um we are Having the, having our Redmond office export submissions to us, and we would image them and 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 send and send the cards back. So we are actually helping them with their with their with their backlog. Um, we have we have I would say pretty close to have have processed uh, almost a quarter, sorry, yeah, almost a half million cards
0: up up here on behalf of uh, on behalf of the headquarters. Wow. So that that so you guys really are pitching in and helping out down there because it, it speaks to my my curiosity earlier, too, about like how autonomous is the Canadian office from the U.S. office? Like, are you completely autonomous? Do you, how, do you communicate regularly as if you were just on a separate floor in the same building as them um, and from the sounds of it? And those aren't really questions you need to answer just more or more or less just for discussion but it it tells me that you guys are helping out and I think that's wonderful because you got the manpower if you're not in if you have the capacity because you're not pulling in submissions from the Canadian shows that just makes good sense so I'm glad to hear that Um, okay I'm going to look at a few more comments we have coming in here because we do have uh, several now Uh, Terry just want to say thank you for considering some alternatives thank you Terry uh, this must be Rich Klein right here. He says, we have two other uh, Dallas members um, of the, uh, that might be of the customer service team. I'm not hundred percent sure what he's taught, what he's getting out there, but per, potentially that. And then I think this might be him still says, Stefan and Angela work there as well from home now. And someone in customer service was just hired as well from Dallas, Fort Worth area. So speaking to the fact that you guys are ramping up your staff you're obviously not oblivious to the fact that things are slower for you and that customers are frustrated. You, you obviously know that. So by responding and bringing in more people, you're just you're just doing what what a business should be doing, I believe. So and never mind, it's challenging to do that in these times. So I wish you guys luck with that as I said earlier and success. Legion want to say welcome to you. great to see. You. it's been a while. I feel like it's been so long <laughs> taking a week off the show. Ah, slow pitch fanatic, it's Kent. Love the show. Oh. Thank you, Kent. Kent uh Kent sets up with, with a meet right next to me. The X. Ex- okay, now I know. Great to see you, Kent. And thank you for identifying yourself, my man. Awesome. Um, okay. Uh this is an interesting question. So, and I don't know who it is, but uh, but it's a great question, Barry. So he asks, could you please talk about the process of submitting cards? How do customers know the values of cards to send in? I'm very new to this. So, Barry, I'll ask you to. Don't, you know, don't get too terribly long winded here because we're not doing a seminar on submitting to ComC, but I do want you to provide the basic information to this, uh, to this viewer so we can at least help them out.
1: Um, I would say we are, a, we are a great platform to, to sell cards that are probably $2 and above probably even better $5 and above. And this this was going to be one of my tips and tricks, but um, the unless you're unless you're submitting if you're submitting comments that are current year, I do not recommend submitting comments from from previous years. And it's it's basically all in terms of like a business sense. So if you have like a two hundred card set co- set of comments, it takes a long time for you to flip all those cards. And when you're and when you're paying thirty five cents per card to for for 200 commons uh it it there it, it it you you we you would, you would get the periodic sales and maybe if you're lucky someone's missing a whole bunch of cards in the set and and will pick up a few i've learned my lesson in terms of submitting a, a, like a complete base set it just basically trickles very very slow and it takes a long time for your inventory to turn over and i don't know whether or not that would be a very good idea to wait that long to for your for for you to get revenue on your commons when you're already putting in like thirty five cents upfront for 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 that processing. So, uh, you just want to put cards that you can basically turn over and 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 get your money and or turn over and and get cards
0: that you want. So let's let's talk a little bit about the actual process of sending them in, because when I think about a submission and a lot of people watching right now have done submissions to the grading companies where you have to take the forms, you have to fill them out in great detail, card number, player name, set, year, value, and then the forms of how you're going to pay and all this stuff. But what I find with Com C is that it's much simpler because you don't have to you just put the cards in the box in the card box. Know how? many, I, I mean, I've often estimated. Okay, here's a 400-count box, some thick cards. So I got 300 cards in here. I'll put that on there, and I and and you just send them off. You don't have to organize them. You don't have to label them. You don't have to write down anything or fill out any forms other than your name, your username, and how many cards you're sending in. It's it the submission pro. And I can when I do it at the card at every card show I go to. I pretty much every card show I go to, I submit cards to ComC. It's like I said, it's kind of the last thing I do. And Barry has, I'll tell you. And Barry will, will Barry will, will concur. He sat there waiting for me to finish up other business at the card show until I'm ready to give him my submission. Now, I'm not recommending everybody does that because Barry will never get out of there. But it's very convenient to just put your cards in the box if you count them, even better. And I know they they do prefer if you count them and know exactly how many you're submitting. And that's not that's not all that tough to do. But if you do count your cards, put them in the box and they will process them. They have some, I've never seen it. I don't know what it is. It's proprietary, but they apparently have some really great technology that will process your cards, you know, faster than a guy like me or you out there viewing sitting there and scanning one card at a time in your scanner or even four or eight or whatever it may be. So the submission process is very convenient, very easy. It takes almost like there's very little pen to paper, if you will. So, um, and, then I, and I want to add to what you said, Barry, about the, the, you know, what value cards to submit. I've had success with the, you know, you said $2 up. I've had success right in there. You know, uh, some cards are even a little bit cheaper. But if you're going to put in cards that are worth, you know, 50 cents to $2, you want to look at C first and see if there's already 5, 10, 50 copies of that card on there. Because if there are. You might not sell yours for a while. So you want to do a bit of research up front if you have the time to make sure that you're not just the 21st or the 51st card um, in the in the system. Yes. So,
1: I, I do not recommend you sending in 9192
0: Upper Deck Ziggy Palfi cards. <laughs> for sure not. For sure not. Okay. All right. I hope that answers the, the question that's on the screen right now uh, to the Facebook user who's a member of the Sports Cards Live Facebook group. And we greatly appreciate you tuning in. Um, okay Barry, um, we have more questions here. Uh, here's a quick one on on shipping time, which hopefully you can address. Uh, Gareth says I'm not sure if it's been asked, but is the average uh, what is the average time it takes to ship cards from the Com economy shipping back to the buyer at the moment? Do you happen to have uh, a gauge on that Barry? I can only
1: speak for Canada. So Canada for economy is roughly
0: six to eight weeks. Okay. So right now, by being on our show, <laughs> we're, we're, we're slowing down the pros. I'm kidding. This is after <laughs> office hours. You, you, need, you, you need to, you deserve to, you better have have some balance in your life as well, Barry, even in these tough times and when there's backlog in, in the US office for sure. But um, okay. Uh, Steph, I, love, I think a coworker of yours. Howdy, Barry. How's Burnaby? Thank you for joining, Stefan. Great to have you. Paul Cashman says, what's the best way to submit cards in a top loader, penny sleeve, uh, submission sleeve, I think being sort of a semi rigid type of thing, how do you guys prefer to receive cards? Great question, by the way.
1: Uh, I would say if I took my comm C hat off, I would say the best way to do it is to ship them in penny sleeves. But if you have expensive cards that are that are valued, like if 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 it's going through the elite, the elite service, uh, those expensive cards, we don't we we prefer to be top loaded because we know they they need to be handled with care. So we do not, as 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 uh, as as the post office being a third party carrier or, or third person, we want to make sure that there's there's nothing that goes wrong when you hand it off to to
0: to them before it gets to us. Okay, good stuff. Thank you. Okay, so you mentioned before when we were talking about real estate and locations, you mentioned North Carolina, which I mean, okay. Again, full transparency—we chatted, so I have a bit of a a, uh, an insight into that. But if I didn't have that if I didn't have that direct insight, I would still have it because I recognize that Upper Deck has facilities in North Carolina as well. So, you know, obviously, Comc and Upper Deck have a relationship because of the the EPAC integration. And I was curious, how much does that partnership with Upper Deck, you know, kind of steer the strategy at Comc? And now you mentioned North Carolina is opening in North. Is that as as obvious as it seems to me? Is it simply? Uh, are you guys looking at North Carolina for for uh, for space uh, because that's where Upper Deck has facilities? Uh, yes, I, I, I can't put it any simpler than that.
1: I would also say on the on the probably on the flip side, um, the our our relationship with Upper Deck was was. Uh, solidified because of the fact that Comc Canada was here, oh. because we basically provided an uh, an an inroad for for their EPAC program. and, and Upper Deck has the exlu- as the exclusive license to the NHL. And being Canada has has we're all passionate about hockey. It enabled them to be able to uh, sell their like sell their EPAC product and have it shipped to Canada through through us in Comc Canada okay so there, there's mutual benefits here
0: yes yeah so so does aside from location and and you know taking some office space or warehouse space in north carolina does the does the relationship with epac you know is it i guess i'm trying to get a feel for and i'm not i don't want any you know um trade secrets or anything like that well i might want them but i don't expect <laughs> them how 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 important is that to ComC? How important is this, this EPAC integration? And are you guys looking to expand it from Upper Deck to any other, um, uh, you know, I could, I could say the off to tops or Panini or leaf or anything else. Are there, you know, is that sort of, uh, in the pipeline at all to your, to your know, to your knowing, um,
1: I don't have any, any knowledge of that, but, uh, you know, we, we want to continue to work with upper deck to, to, to deliver our service to them. And if there is, and based upon, based upon our success, uh, it basically opens up other avenues for, for potentially other manufacturers to, to, that we can provide serve, provide service to.
0: Okay. Then I think, yeah, that makes sense. Me. I mean, it just makes sense. If you have the, the processes, the technology, um, if you have the, the real estate and the people, and of course, you know, in the absence of COVID, uh, it'll make it easier to, to to expand that 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 model, that business model that you've applied with them. Um, I, it only makes sense to me, especially if the if the ComC kind of vision is to continue to grow, which I, I do want to ask you about that a little bit later. Chris, uh, sorry, where did it go? Right here. Chris West says, remember to double box your shipments with padding. Just some uh, some advice to everybody out there who might be sending cards in. Um, Okay, and then Legion has a comment here. I want to throw this up. I'll read it out loud. He says, on Upper Deck EPAC, we often use the term race to the bottom for Com C pricing on EPAC releases. Are there any sets that buck that trend, as in they sell fast enough to absorb the higher number of submissions? So Barry, I mean, I I hear what he's saying and I've heard the, you know, and to to Legion's comment, I've heard it said many times that some cards on Com C can be simply be a race to the bottom where I've got cards on COM C that I have priced at seven, eight, and nine cents. And I paid 25 or 35 cents to get them in there. So I'm going to lose money on them. But that's because I didn't do the research up front to realize that, well, there's already 50 copies on there. I shouldn't have sent the card in. And now it's like I'll either just you know race to the bottom because I don't I don't care. I want to get rid of it. Or I'll you guys have you guys have another awesome feature that you can do, which is donate to charity and i've done that on several cards cuz i just don't want to see them in my portfolio anymore so i'll donate them to charity and hopefully something sells hopefully they sell and that money goes to good use or to, to you know that's kind of what what i'm thinking but to, to legion's question can you kind of classify uh, or, or like define a class of card that that doesn't isn't a race to the bottom that might be uh but i'm not talking about num- like rare numbered cards i'm talking about commodity type high volume cards that are not in that sort of race to the bottom sort of uh position um the only cards that would probably buck the trend would be
1: the ones that, that come to the top of my head would 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 be the would be the young guns and it, it would basically be you know if you if if like as soon as a, as soon as an up uh pack product is released uh, there's there's tons of it that gets broken. There's tons of it that gets released on 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 on, on our on our website. You if you have the knowledge of what players you're, you're 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 you can prospect on you 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 could do you could do well. Like for instance, um, you know, Nick Nick Suzuki cards, rookie cards, were selling for ten dollars on Comp C for the longest time, and now it's all the way up to like I think forty dollars. So. You know, if you had the foresight to buy Nick Suzuki cards at that time, you you, you know, you're making like three, four hundred percent profit on that. And, you know, there's other young guns that are out there that 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 that, uh, you know, you can basically buy buy when when the market gets flooded and, and just let the let attrition takes place. And and as, soon, and as soon as the as soon as these players, uh you know, sort of like ripen to to the point where
0: they're they're productive, then you can you can really do you can really do well on those. How does, how does prism basketball go like the base prism rookies and the, and the silver prism rookies in basketball? How, how do they move? Cause I, I'll admit I don't look at basketball on Com C. I pretty much just look at hockey, but once in a while I'll delve out into the other, into the others. But I just, I don't know. I don't, I just don't get in there as often as I could perhaps. So I asked the question very genuinely, how does prism do Prism basketball and even Prism football and soccer for that matter? Uh, I,
1: I'll be honest. I'm not a I'm not a basketball person either. I, I'm basically with hawks, sick with hockey. But but gen- generally, I have to sort of speak. Ge- generally speaking, here, um, it's it's not much much different from other other sports. Like people would prospect on cards, and and you know, uh, basketball season's about to start, and and people will start you know buying those buying those cards right now before the season starts, and and as soon as it, it, it gets going, you know when, when players perform, prices go up. So, you
0: know, so the cards will sell. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I, Legion, Legion, I hope that addressed your, your question. Um, I think, I think it's tough because the, the question sort of assumes that we, we can, or Barry can, can kind of go through the Rolodex of sets in his head. And, uh, that's why I, that's why I probed on the, on the prism. Cause I thought that might be one where, you know, that, it's just so hot that, you know, where, wherever it's listed, whether it's Comc, eBay or, or elsewhere, those cards tend to move. Luke has a really good question. Is there a way to check how long a card has been in the Comc inventory? This is something I've wondered myself.
1: Um, direct answer is no. Uh, indirect answer is if you look at the item number you can sort of see like how how old, how the the lower the number the longer it's been in inventory so if you if 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 you look at a, like a recently added item you'll see a, you'll see an item number and you'll sort of see okay this is like let's say 20 mil, number 20 million and you can go see another item and and, the, and that number is like 1.5 million so you can tell you can sort of guess as to how long ago that card was was was
0: was added to inventory did did it start at card one zero yeah. zero zero? Yeah, yes, it did yes. hey? Yes, that's that's nuts. I wonder. I'd be curious to know, just for trivial sake, what is the oldest? What's the number of the of the oldest? What's the lowest number currently in the system? That would I don't know that you can that you just can rattle that off, but that'd be I'd be really interested to know that. Another thing I'll say to Luke: the way what I do is I always when I when I search in Com C, I always sort by recently added. And so you can just, you know, the further back it is, the older it's, the older or the longer it's been in inventory, but you still can't pinpoint it to an exact day, month, or year. You just know relative to other cards, how long it's been there. So, okay, great. Uh, Ziggy, welcome to the show. Good evening. Great to have you back. Thank you so much. Hope you had an excellent time. I was busy, but thank you, Ziggy. He goes on and check out Ziggy Knows Sports Cards Daily. Ziggy does about a 10 minute video every day, kind of getting y'all caught up on what's happening in the hobby from releases to content to other things as well. So check that out. He goes on to say, has ComC considered bringing back the ability to submit cards to grading companies? I'll leave that one with you, Barry. Uh,
1: Considering,
0: yes. Uh, Timeline, don't know. Okay. Uh that's it. But is is it something, Barry, that you see definitely happening on the horizon, whether that's a month or two years down the road? Absolutely. Uh, I'll give you. So, I'll give you some sort of insight. Like I,
1: like I sort of see where Comc is heading as being a, a fully a fully integrated company in terms of servicing uh, the the customers. So, you know, basically submit a card to us. You can basically exchange exchange the card, send it to grading full the full the f- everything that can happen without you touching the card so that's what we're sort of i sort of see the 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 companies uh heading towards
0: and that's what I, that was one of my questions was what's the long term vision for C are you guys happy with the status quo or are you guys looking to add different service lines uh grow internationally that sort of thing i mean seeing how far the company has come from when i first met Tim and Julia and, and was aware of the brand, you know, almost 10 years ago, whatever it was, my expectation is that there's bigger visions out there. And um, so can you kind of confirm or deny that?
1: Oh, yes. Um, you know, we we do have, I guess, I guess one of the like, if we're looking like long, long term, we, 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 of course, would like to have like offices in, in other in, in other countries other than in United States and Canada. Uh, when that would happen I, I i don't know um but uh you know there is there is i think at this point you know we we because of the because of the um the the the, the heat of the market um we don't really want to forecast too far we we we, we like i don't want to i don't want to say we're looking down that down like 5 years down the line our our main concern is 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 pretty much like probably no further than three months but basically we we our our goal right now is basically to, to clear out that backlog that we have and we're and we're putting all our efforts into in in into that but well, on on a, on a terms of a balanced approach i don't i it's i'm unfortunately i have to say it's unrealistic for everyone to go and help with shipping we we do have it's, it's a balanced approach but we are definitely putting more resources in into into that
0: well, I think a lot of people will be happy to hear that and and that you guys do consider it to be a priority. I think that's going to make a lot of people happy and the time is the time is what it is. So, OK, um, Facebook user says, are there processing fees for using ComC? You know, I'd like to direct this kind of question to your website, which I'll put up right now. And it's it's comc.com. So to this person. Go check out the website, look at the FAQ, look at, look at that sort of thing. You'll get all the fees there. The short answer is yes. Um, these guys don't work for free. And there is there, there are processing fees. And when I first started using ComC, I thought, wow, you know, what a deal. Because I don't now need to scan, fill out the, the eBay template, worry about feedback worry about negative feedback worry about cards not getting there all these things and for like 35 cents a card and back then it was even cheaper it's you know there's been inflation um i was like wow this is a great a great deal um and i don't want to say that too much because i don't want you guys to raise your prices but um you know anyway the answer is yes there are uh there are and i almost want to say of course there's processing fees um, Amish Dave Archer, guys, check out the YouTube channel by the same name, Amish Dave Archer, especially if you like marathon type of live streams. Uh, but welcome to the show, Dave. Uh, let's see here. Gareth says, does Comsi plan on bringing back the grading service with PSA again? Now the PSA has a dealer partner program and ComC could offer a chance of getting grades back faster than the average submitter. Interesting question. We've we've addressed that already, so we'll just we'll just go on, but thanks for the for the comment Gareth. I think we did address that already. Uh, this must be Rich. Rich says, "Okay, we'll listen in depth sometime tomorrow. Keep going Barry and be as loquacious as I am." Well, thanks <laughs> for joining, Rich if you're still here. That's already 11 minutes ago, so you're probably gone. Amit jumps in and says, "Shipping items to ComC is key. It's best to ensure that it's packed securely. I'm sure the guys at ComC laugh at my packaging." <laughs> I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. Uh, Peter says, the race to the bottom is Young Guns. As a set collector, I love it for Common. So that's one thing. That's the other side of it, right, Barry, is that for people that want to do their set every year, ComC is a great place to capitalize on the people that are racing to that bottom. And now I'm not saying this is a great scenario for the hobby, but it's reality. And so if that's the case, you can... ComC is... I've heard many people say it. I say it myself. If, you know, and I still pick away at some sets that are very, you know, cheap. If you have five dollars, like you know, fifty cents to ten dollar cards, and I go to ComC and check on them regularly to see if there's been anything added. Uh, let's see what else we have here. I see Amit's pounding away at the comments. He uh, he says, "I've seen the race to the bottom in some sets come back up, like Fanimation hockey cards. McDavid went to ten bucks all the way back to fifty plus." I wonder which Fanimation he's talking about, Barry, because the newer Fanimations that come out in Upper Deck Series 1 and 2, you can't get into the, the McDavid for under 300 bucks. He might be talking about those ones that came out in the 90s that were actual uh, like superhero type art. But in any event, um, Ziggy, great. Thank you very much. Great to hear. Excited for grading in. Great. That's awesome. Luke, thanks. You're welcome for the answer, Luke. Thank you for sticking around for it. Uh, and ground zero, I don't understand this question, Barry, maybe you do, but he says, can we get shipping at a normal rate? So what, 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 uh, I don't know what you mean by that ground zero in terms of a normal price. Um, So we'll just skip it. Okay. So Barry, let's get into your tips and tricks. We've kind of talked, we've kind of danced around it a little bit so far in terms of how to ship and, you know, race to the bottom and the best cards to buy in ComC, but you're you're not only an employee at ComC. Oh, and I want, because I just noticed it as I'm looking at myself on the screen here. I want, because you sent me this shirt. Flip your next card on ComC. So, as I say to everyone who comes on, if you send me a shirt, I'll wear it during the episode. And you did that. So, thank you very much. And, and it's a very comfortable shirt, too. I must say, it's a very nice, uh, very nice <laughs> fabric. You guys didn't cheap out on these. So, thank you for that. Um, let's get into some t- tips and tricks, Barry. What can you share with viewers and people that might already be using ComC? in terms of uh, how to best um, exploit the system. But before you do, Amit did clarify and said, sorry, ProVisions, not Fanimation. Come on, Amit, you're a card expert. (laughs) You should get it right the first time. All right, thanks for the clarification, Amit. So Barry, um, tips and tricks, how about her?
1: Okay, so I think some of you may already know this, so so I'll I'll just put it out there for those and then you know if, it, if it's something new that's that's great. basically taking all my all my strategies away now. Um, so the one thing is that you could do is if you see something that you that you like, um, make sure you make sure you have an account first and make sure you have funds in your account. Uh, put it in your cart and when you and then when you go into your cart and you see that, that item there, you put in you put in the, the offer uh, one penny. And that will basically tell you what percentage of an offer that that person can take. And then you can basically use that to your advantage in terms of making, you know, what, what, what offer that, they, that they're willing to, to accept. So, you know, if, if, if they price the 10 bucks and you, and you put 0. 0. 0.01 and it says $5 that they'll only accept, that means they'll, they'll accept offers up to 50% off. So that basically will give you a gauge in terms of like what, what, what price that you can uh, offer, offer them.
0: Can I jump in? Let me jump in quickly, Barry, because I've been using this since the beginning of time with ComC where, you know, when I realized that you could do this. So I just want to explain to people that the sellers will have their cards priced, whatever, say it's priced at a hundred dollars and you think, oh, I don't have, I don't want to pay a hundred dollars. You can make an offer and some people have it set to automatically accept an offer to a certain level. But if you want to know what their minimum offer is, they will accept I usually just put in a dollar because you know that's usually low enough. I don't necessarily go down to penny. I'll put in a dollar, and then it'll, it'll right away it'll say this seller will will only consider offers at a at a minimum of and sixty dollars. So now I know okay, let's try sixty, and then they may accept it or they may come back with a counter offer. So I always do that to figure out the floor of what I can, what lowest offer is that I can make. And I'll just mention as a seller on Comsi. I have my offer, I believe set, because I have my cards priced pretty competitively. So I have my lowest offer is at like 93% of my asking price and I my automatic accept is at like 97 or 96% of my asking price. But again, I've got my cards pretty low already. So I don't want to take much lower than I already have. But some people have their cards priced super high. Sometimes some would say ComC is notorious mm-hmm. for that, where you've got cards priced at 10 times their fair value. And that's just... Unfortunate in a lot of cases, but when it happens, if it's if someone has their cards priced to say twice what they're worth, you can put in a dollar. So the cards worth the hundred, they're asking 200, you put in a dollar, and it'll right away tell you, Well, sorry, you you can only submit an offer at a minimum of say a hundred bucks, and you can go from there. So, so I just wanted to add my perspective yep. to that, Barry, but I'll let you get on to your next tip and trick.
1: Uh, the next trick is like if you see a card like that, that you're interested in to, to let's say, to flip. One of the things that, when you go into view all the cards, is on the on the left margin. It basically gives you all the other sellers of of of, of the same card. And to max, you want one of the nice things is that you could basically maximize your margins by looking at these cards and seeing what the following the next card is priced. So you could basically have see a card that's let's say priced at four dollars, but the next the next lowest price would let's say would be eight dollars. So basically you can buy that card at then at four dollars right away. And then you got a four a four dollar margin to build your to to be the to be the lowest price card then. So the wider the margin is the better the opportunity to 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 get to make that flip. And and also you know if someone else posts posts another card then you you know at that price that you post that you can basically then you know lower your card so to the point where you you still become the lowest card and Although you still have a, a smaller margin, but you still got that you got still got that space there when you if you first
0: buy that card with with the largest margin possible. Great tip, one that I don't use. I so I've seen a lot of um, promotion by Com C, uh, on social media, and if you're not like it's on there right now, guys. If you're not following them on Twitter and Instagram, I recommend you do. And if you do, and you you do a flip, so you buy a card for a dollar, you flip it for two dollars, and you share it on Instagram the Com C Instagram account will often share your, your posts, which is kind of cool. It helps you build up your followership on Instagram. If that's something you're into. Um, it's not something that I do. I don't use Com C personally to flip. It's just, I, I like I just don't use it for that, but I know a lot of people do. And it's a lot of people. Like, I don't want to say make a living doing it, but maybe some actually do. And so there is opportunity for, for that. So I think you're what it's almost like arbitrage what you're, what you're getting at, which is, which is fine and fair. So, Okay, very cool. Um, uh, yeah, and I'll just put out there, Legion always so, so supportive, says, hit that thumbs up, folks. It costs nothing and helps spread the word. Yes, I appreciate it. If you're, if you're watching the video, please hit the thumbs up on YouTube to this, guys. It's just nice to see those, those, those likes. And if you're not yet subscribed to the Sports Cards Live YouTube channel and you have at all enjoyed this show tonight, even if you haven't enjoyed the show, even if you don't like me, you think I'm annoying as you know what, still subscribe to the channel i greatly appreciate it and uh, it's it's just nice to see it does help build build the, the channel and i think it helps support the hobby so please go ahead and do that thank you legion um okay barry another tip or trick um i guess the one thing that
1: uh so one thing that you that I would that I do so that sort of sort of gets me into to trouble when my browser updates is that I I basically throw everything in my cart as opposed to using the watch list, and sometimes everything in your cart disappears and all of, everything's gone. But the but when but now that Black Friday is coming up, you want to put everything you want to put those cards that you're interested in in your in your cart because as soon as as soon as Black Friday starts, you basically just want as soon as those offers go in. You know, they, they do their they do their price reductions as soon as you go in. You don't have time to put those things in your cart. You you gotta put you gotta put have those things in your cart and put the, and 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 type in that value and just buy those cards before anyone else does. Because as soon as Black Friday starts, everything is is basically flying flying off flying off the
0: shelves. Yeah, I and I I've I've, I've uh, used the Black Friday sales promotion every year pretty much. It's my best weekend of the year selling cards from my inventory on COMC. I don't use the cart at all. Basically, I go I I use the watch list. I carry 50 to 100 items in there at any given time and I load it up and I watch I watch in there for it and right from there you can just kind of it's a couple clicks and you've bought the card if you so choose to. Um, but our, but what you're saying though, Barry, and this is a tip or trick I'm interested in is, for whatever reason, it's better to use the cart than the watch list. And uh, outside of Black Friday, is it still better to use the cart than than the watch list, or is there the risk, like you were saying, that it could all disappear? And why does it disappear? Is that a technical glitch, or is it because the cards have sold to somebody else?
1: It's it's a technical glitch. I wouldn't say it's a technical glitch, but. It's it's not it's not Com C related, but it's more on your your own computer when something happens with that. I'm I like when you when you put stuff on your watch list, it's, it's permanently in your account. I my suggestion is like if you if you happen to be watching a bunch of cards from a particular seller, like let's say four or five that you know that that, you know, through, you know, throughout the course of time that these people have have have. Are, are, are going to put in a bigger sale than they normally have and you have five items uh you're interested in you yeah. want to have those cards in your cart as opposed to buying each one separately because there's other people that that may have that may have those same cards in their cart and will buy right from under you yeah
0: okay fair
1: do you have any more tips and tricks i can't give away all my trade secrets at this point in time <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay so that okay so well good that's those are three uh three or four helpful helpful tips and um my 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 tip is again i i i view my when i search within the hockey category i search by um by recently added so i can always see what's been there cuz those are the ones that get snapped up i know a lot of people do that and I know talking to Amit, he'll sit there. You know, back when he was commuting to work, when he was going into work, he'd be on the train and he'd be hitting refresh and seeing what's loaded to look for those look for those deals, right? So yep. that's another tip: is search by recently added, and um, and I've seen and I've seen other people talk about searching by lowest or by biggest discount. That's another one that might be good to find some sales because what happens is when you when you do a sale on Com whether it's Black Friday or any other sales promotion you basically apply your discount to your whole portfolio or to all the cards that you're willing to have live at the time. And that might include some cards that the seller might not really, you know, have have meant to to discount that low. So that's another thing you can do is search by biggest discount and look for some real bargains. Have you ever found that to be beneficial, Barry?
1: Yes, I agree. So I want to add on that we we're we we're both thinking like so. If you do find one card that would that was that was on sale and you and you bought, it doesn't hurt to go down that rabbit hole and look for look for other cards that that seller oh. have on sale and basically dive in because if they have one card, there's a there's a high possibility that there's other cards that 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 are that are fair that are pretty good price. And that probably happened to me like a couple of days ago where I found one card that was good. was that i that i bought and then all of a sudden i did i just got went down that that rabbit hole and i found like three or four other cards that that were that were also good because you know if if you sort of see one but but you're not aware of the other the only way that you're going to find is to is to basically go down there and 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 search and you never know what you're going to find and 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 you know worst case you didn't find anything best
0: case you found you know more bargains that you ever anticipated you nailed it, man, because that's what I, I do. That exact process is if I find a card I want that's in my watch list and I buy it and I see the prices come down, I buy it. The first thing I do is I make sure, OK, wait, who did I just buy that from? Because <laughs> once you once you own it, it it converts very quickly from someone else owning it to you owning it. And then it's like, wait, who did I just buy that from? So you, I, I would I would caution you to mentally note or write down the person you buy something from when you love the deal. And then go search the rest of their cards. I've done this a lot and bought bought more cards from them. What, what do you What do you want to add in there?
1: So Jeremy, so whenever if you buy a card now, uh, and you go and you go back to your dashboard and you go search your 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 all the cards that you purchased, you click that button and it opens up a page where all of all the cards you purchased on the very right it will show you who you bought the card from.
0: Yeah, no, you you're good point. I, I knew that. I just kind of sometimes that slips okay. my mind, but yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Fair, fair, fair <laughs> point for sure. So yes, that's uh, that's, a, that's a great thing to do also. That's a great tip and trick, if you will. Um, I want to take a second here and just because I know people come and go throughout the episode and there's people that have joined now that weren't here at the beginning. And I want to make a couple mentions that I made earlier on tonight to everyone who's just joined. Um, first thing is the Sport Card Expo virtual edition is this weekend, November 21st and 22nd. I'm going to throw up the uh, the website right now. There you go. That's where you go. Sportcardexpo.com. If you're not yet registered, it's free to register for the show and be an attendee. And I want to. I really want to. And I, I mean this. I want to invite everybody watching. If you're a viewer of the show, if you're a, if you're a collector, if you're going to come to the expo, come to the sports card live booth. I will be there. Throughout Saturday and Sunday, and I invite you to come hang out with me. This I can have up to ten people in the booth on screen with me at a time, and what a great opportunity to meet some of the viewers, uh, kind of face to face. So, if you're willing to do that, come hang out. Come hang out with me at the booth. It'll be a lot of fun, and it just it just adds to the experience for all of us. The show in June, I had people hanging out, and we it, it just made it so much more enjoyable. So, please come hang out at the Sport Card Expo at the Sports Cards Live booth, I will be there and will be glad to uh, to just chill out and get to know some of you guys. Also want to mention, the only time I won't be at my booth at the Sport Card Expo this weekend is on the Saturday at three o'clock because I'm going to be hosting a panel on the main stage with the two new graders at CSG, Certified Sports Guarantee, which is a, a subsidiary or a, or a, a division of, um, oh God, it's, of CG, CGC, I believe the comic book grading company and and other things as well. So they're they're coming into the sports card business. A lot of you have already heard about this, or so they're coming to the sports card grading business with under the CSG banner. And they've recently hired two graders who are formerly of Beckett, Andy Broom and uh, Weston Reeves. And these guys, I did meet with these guys today to kind of plan out the event on Saturday. So come check that out as well. That should be really interesting. And for anybody who saw the mock-up of their slab a few months ago that was put out there. They confirmed to me today that that is not the slab. That is not the slab. It got a lot of negative feedback and it never was intended to be the slab, apparently. That was just uh, something that marketing put out. And uh, so they're gonna be they're gonna be unveiling the new slab this weekend at the at the expo. And I'm excited to see it. So come check that out. I'll be hosting it. Oh, we got we got a set of questions. We'll, we will be having some questions and answers at the end as well. So Sport Card Expo, 3 o'clock Eastern, main stage. I will be hosting that with these guys. That should be awesome. And then they have agreed to come on Sports Cards Live as well. So they're going to be coming on the show with me at some point in January too, which should be a lot of fun as, as a follow-up. Otherwise... Um, yeah, that's all I had. That's all I wanted to say about, about that for now. So thank you for letting me get that in there, guys. Really excited for the expo. Um, I see a few comments coming coming through here. Um Amish Dave says the June expo was outstanding. I had an outstanding time. A lot of people did, so definitely come see that. Uh Legion's looking forward to it. Great. Come on in. And it's it's video live streaming, as Carlos says, and welcome, Carlos. It's it's basically I'm gonna be sitting there just like this live streaming for two straight days. And that's why I'm saying like, come hang out with me. It it makes for so much fun. And it was so much fun last time as well. Okay, I want to go back up to some other comments uh, up here that have come in. Um, Amit says back to the tips and tricks. It's all about timing. You know, if you're at the right place at the right time, you're going to be able to exploit Com C for for all that you can. And there's no reason not to do that. Um, Andrew, welcome to the show. Says, has there been discussion about a feature to mark sellers as favorites so that buyers can regularly check some sellers' inventories? Great question. Andrew, Barry, what can you say to that? Uh I'm not
1: aware of it, but now that you mention it, I'm going to take note and uh fire it up the ladder.
0: Yeah. I think Barry and I, I, that's a, a, a request I would also make because I've often bought things and forget, you know, I know I could go back into my history, but you know, in, in the interest of efficiency, you just forget who it was and, and that sort of thing. But it would be nice to, to be able to, to, to save those sellers somewhere, just like we save certain cards. So great request, Andrew. I'm right with you on it. Sean Rob, welcome to the show. Sean, Sean had the, the, the joy, I would say, uh, and it's funny, it might be somewhat controversial because there was a card show in Dallas this past weekend and Sean was there, I know Sean was there, hanging out with the loquacious Rich Klein. And uh, anyway, Sean, hope you enjoyed the show and hope you stayed safe. He says, Barry, is it personally rewarding to see new users being created on ComSeed that you helped out with the process? That's a nice question. What do you, what do you think of that, Barry?
1: Is it personally rewarding? Um, to a certain extent, yes. But I I I almost like to flip it around and say I am I am I'm happy that people have found COMC as a as a as to has found Comcy to to benefit them in in their collecting endeavors because uh you know there's there's so many uh, there's so many opportunities to buy cards but and 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 I figured you know you don't it's not necessarily that you buy everything from C, but COMC should be in your equation in terms of something in your, in your, in your, in your hobby experience. So I, I happy, I'm happy to see people, uh, um, you know, be, be, become, become, users of, of Comsi. It, it's, it's great. I, I do get some benefit. I do see, I, I am happy about it. I, it's rewarding, but I am more happy that they are, they're benefiting from it.
0: That's great, and and that right there is, I think, what 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 Sean is getting at. What I was hoping to hear is that, yeah, when you bring some, when you onboard somebody onto the system and they are using it and benefiting from it, that is that is personally rewarding for you, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, of course, it is. Yeah, that that that's that's awesome, and yeah, I just like that, man. It shows that you're vested, and that that's important as heading up the Canadian office and supporting the U.S. office when they're you know when when they require it. That, that's just good to hear. Uh, I want to say hello to Superman. 0415. welcome to the show. Um, so, Barry, let's talk a little bit about the upcoming virtual expo. So, a couple of things we have to talk about. One is what's ComC doing. I know you're going to have some promotions going on, um, and and you're going to have a booth there, and you'll be you'll be at the booth. I'm I'm assuming. Um, but I've also teased in in uh, in the show in this episode's description that we are going to be uh, announcing tonight the. Comc Challenge Sports Cards Live Invitational, and I think now is a good time to discuss what that means. What is this? How can how can the viewers of this show win some money in their in their Comc uh, Store credit account uh, to use on the site? And um, so let's talk about this. The because I I just think it's awesome that we have a Sports Cards Live Invitational. If I ever thought that there would be an <laughs> Invitational, the word Invitational <laughs> would ever follow Sports Cards Live, I wouldn't have believed it. So the fact that we have that is is uh I, I love it i think it's super cool let's talk about it so what first of all what is the com c challenge so the so let
1: let's go back a little bit so the com c challenge was was is something that you would do on our website it helped be, it helped create the catalog so i basically took that you took that and and used and used it as a segue to to have uh some more interactive games uh you know during this co during this covid thing uh, to to have some to have some fun and give something to back to 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 uh, to our to our guests. So the Com C challenge is basically um, similar to the challenge, but in 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 real life, we like I would hold up a card like this, and y- and you would have to guess the number on it. And so you basically, can use any tools you want other than another human being, and in the chat box, type in the number that this the number of the card on the back. So. If you if you're the first person to type in number seventy four, then you score a point, and the and the person who has the most points after ten minutes will win twenty five dollars store credit. So, for those people who 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 will register through the the sports car live show right uh, that we're doing, uh, you you get to be the guests of for a certain time slot on Saturday and Sunday. So we get we pull six contestants for Saturday, six contestants for Sunday. Winner gets twenty five dollars store credit. All contestants gets five dollars store credit. The winner goes into the playoffs, where you can win an additional one hundred dollars store credit. And there's also second and third prizes for the playoff round. So we will crown a we will crown a ComC Challenge champion for the fall
0: expo here. Okay. So so my understanding from our discussions leading up to tonight, Barry, is that the the overall challenge is going to have 72 contestants 36 on day one and 36 on day two and and the reason why we're calling it the sports cars live invitational is because you have reserved six of those 36 spots each day for our viewers here tonight correct so that's pretty awesome you you we're getting a bit of a, a head start into into even qualifying for the challenge because not everyone's going to get in there's only 72 spots for this thing which and it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. And the winner of the whole thing is going to win the $100 first prize, plus they won $25 along the way. So that's how they win $125 of store credit. Yes. Correct? Correct. Okay. So I'm going to throw something up on the, uh, another banner up. So right here, guys, to register for the ComC Challenge Sports Cards Live Invitational, email sportcardexpo at comc.com, include your ComC username and the code word SCL. 2020 there's only 12 spots available so i recommend if and and i don't know how barry i'm not sure how you're gonna you know if you get 50 emails right now uh or in the next couple days from this from this episode here how you're gonna whittle down to 12 but i'll leave that to you whether you randomize it or it's first come first serve however you want to do it is up to you but i recommend to people watching you know you might want to get that email in you have to be able to be present at the virtual sport card expo. So you have to be registered for that. And you have to be there at the Com C booth at the slotted time. And I assume Barry that to the, to the 12 people that you, um, th- that you admit into the competition, into the challenge that you will send them an email or something with their time slot. So they know when to show up, right? Yes. Okay, great. Okay. So there you go, guys, an, a very cool opportunity. And, Boy, would it be awesome if one of our 12 uh, can contestants who, who get through the through the invitational win this whole darn thing. And if you do, I'm going to put it out there right now. If if we have not only I'm actually going to do even better. I was going to say, the if if one of us wins and not myself, I won't participate. But if one of our viewers wins the whole ComC challenge, I'm going to ha- and if you're willing to, I'm going to have you on my guest on a Saturday night for an after hour show if if you win but i'll even take it a step further and i'll say whoever goes the furthest of our 12 viewer of our 12 uh, invitational winners will be invited to come on sports cars live after hours on a on a saturday night late night uh on a on a saturday if you're choosing but if i don't already have it scheduled so there you go a little bit added incentive if if it if it really is an incentive to come on the after hour show with me which I hope it, I hope it would be enjoyable. It's always nice to have it on, have you guys on, join joining me for the after hour show. But let's do that. So, Barry, I'm going to ask you to make sure you communicate to me when it's all said and done who the who got the furthest um, from the Sports Cards Live Invitational twelve seats that you're reserving. Okay, sure will. Awesome, awesome. So, tell us a little bit more about what's going to happen at the uh, at the Com C booth.
1: Well, basically, at any trade show, we would be, we would be there to answer any any questions. Unfortunately, we can't take exhibitions, so it's all basically answering questions and fun and games. So, uh, the Comp C challenge is 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 one of them. We are also doing uh free box break. So, what you see behind me, right over here, are the boxes that we are we'll we'll be breaking. So, we got a we have a a box of eighteen nineteen SP authentic, uh, upper deck series one from this year, uh, Panini Prism uh, WNBA basketball and, and the jumbo box of 2020 tops update. So that's all free. So as long as you are a, you have a ComC username, uh, just, just come to the booth, register with us. And we're basically, instead of first come first serve, like in June, we're basically going to, um, randomize it and, and see who gets, who gets what team and, and, um, and we, and we basically go from there. You, 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 we we you get the hits, we put it into your account,
0: and you can do whatever you want with it afterwards. That's pretty cool, man. That that's pretty cool. Okay. I wanna I wanna shout out here, Carlos uh made a great suggestion. I didn't think of myself. He says, do it, Jeremy, give away a hat. All <laughs> right, Carlos, you put it out there. So I'm gonna add this to the prize pool, everybody. Whoever goes the furthest of the 12 entrants is gonna win one. And I gotta say, these are nice hats sports cards live ball cap trucker style all right stitched right in this is not no joke this hat is no joke you guys the winner i will send a sports cards live baseball hat trucker style to remind me of this though okay remind mm-hmm. me barry okay i'm gonna have to make sure i package it up nicely because these are all i, I wear it I, and i'll send you a different one. i won't send you one i'm wearing but these are I did not cheap out on these hats. I'll tell you that right now. So there we go. We're going to send one of those to the winner of the invitational as well. That's that's a great idea, Carlos. Thank you for putting it out there. I want to throw this up there. Amish Dave says, I hope it's Carlos that wins. I really want to get to know him better since he's so quiet and rarely makes <laughs> videos. If you guys haven't checked out the, the YouTube channel, Because I'm Carlos, there it is. Check it out. I've been on his show. Amish Dave Archer has been on his show. is Amit is a... Is a A semi-weekly regular on Sundays with him so check it out and you can if you can if you can take the uh, the time he's gone for he had Carvin Chung on with him a couple weeks ago. Carvin is formerly of Upper Deck and Panini the inventor of the Cup and Exquisite now with GTS and they went for five and a half hours. Anyway that's a long time so Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, truer words have never been typed in a sarcastic manner. That is true. That is true. Okay. And thank you, Amish Dave for the golf pop. So we're going to add that we're going to add the sports cards live hat to the to the prize pool with the uh, potential win of $125 of comm C store credit. And uh, hopefully someone enjoys that. So Barry, what else we got here? Um, you talked about the giveaways of the show those boxes behind you. That's pretty awesome. Uh, we did say that we were going to talk a little bit, or we were going to make fun of a meat a little bit on the episode tonight. It's under my my miscellaneous topics for the discussion. I've got Black Black Friday sale. We talked. We touched on that. We touched on ePack. Uh, we didn't really touch on the the fact that you guys now do eBay auctions. But unless I, I haven't seen any questions on that, so we don't need to necessarily get into that tonight. I also want. Oh, I also had in there before we make fun of a meat. I also had like, you know. I've met Tim and Julia several times, great people. Just want to, what's it like working with, with Tim? How, how is, how is Tim as a leader of the company and how do you enjoy working with, with Tim and Julia, um, as part of the C family? Uh,
1: Tim and Julia are, are great people. They are from, you know, and I don't, I, I mean this since, since sincerely. And, um, mm-hmm. I have the up. I have the utmost respect for them. They, they, they treat me, they treat me well. And um, basically their strategy, like I've, I've worked in the bank for, for many, many years. And I, and I have a a, t- a typical um, idea of, of how a company should be run. And, and, you know, and basically Tim and Tim and Julia are basically are, are, we're all strategically aligned. So, Uh, that's why I've been, that's why I'm, I've been here for, for eight years and, and, and going and going on nine and hopefully 10 and more. Um, if I, if I didn't, if I didn't believe in their in, if, if our strategies weren't aligned, I would probably be doing something else. I would not be, I, you know, I, they basically have my, my, my entire, uh, heart and soul helping the company because, because of that, because of that.
0: Well, you sound like a, you sound like a great employee, man, loyalty and dedication. That's what you look for. So good on you. Good on them for, for finding you good on Tim, for accepting that proposal that we talked about at the beginning of the episode. And, uh, and I know just from interacting with you at the, at the card shows um, that, uh, that you can see that you're dedicated like that. So, you know, you, you don't, you said it, but you didn't have to type of thing. You know, <laughs> what? I, it, it's quite apparent to me. So, before we're not, we're not done yet, guys. We are now going to, I just want to check one thing here. Huh? Oh yeah. I forgot. And Amish Dave. Thanks for the reminder. How can anyone make fun of a meat? Is there anything that one of us can find to rib him about? Is it, is this a clever ruse? No, <laughs> it's not that hard really, I would say, but you know, we don't do it often enough. We don't do it often. I'm just messing around. A meat, a meat's a good buddy. Of course, one of my best. And, uh, I don't really have anything to make fun of him for. Do you Barry, you want to make fun of him meat at all? No, I want to know what Kent says about him beyond with that, you know. <laughs> Kent Kent has some insights for sure. Yes. Uh, uh Carlos says Barry already made clear we can't submit thousands of Ziggy Palfi rookies. Hasn't he suffered enough today? <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So, with that, let's move into the Sports Cards Live 5. All right, Barry. All right. All right. So we're going to start with our five questions. And the first one for Barry right now is going to be what is your favorite card in your personal collection because you are a collector. I am a collector.
1: I am a I'm a Red Wings collector. I collect a lot of other cards. And this this card wasn't um this wasn't on my favorites list up until the point I got it graded. And then when I got it graded, I said, "Wow." And uh, I don't usually get cards graded, and basically, when I when when someone when someone sent it to me on my behalf, he says, "You know what grade you got? No, you got the highest grade. You got the highest grade out of every card that was made, and it's this uh, 1990 uh, Pro Set, the, the the Stanley the Stanley Cup hologram at at 8.5." Yeah. so I I told I told Jeremy about this and I know Jeremy is jealous because he ha- I think he had the highest one before that or the highest two before that
0: yeah I you know I you know that's one of my favorite cards of all time I've got a few of them graded and I was I was the proud owner of the highest graded for several years being a PSA eight and when I one day went and checked the pop report and saw that there was an eight five I was a little bummed out I was like oh that, that kind of bites. I didn't think there'd be an, anything better than an eight. But when I found out it was you, that that softened the blow for me. I'm I'm happy that it, that you own that card. That's a great card. It's it's a you know it's like the first insert ever, and it was numbered to five thousand. Some of them say ten thousand on the back, but the actual and those were errors. The true number was five thousand. What what is your numbering on the back of yours? Mine is number fourteen oh two out of five thousand. Out of five thousand, yeah, yeah, great, great card. The the best card from the Pro Set era, bar none, in my opinion. They put out another hologram the next year, which is a seventy fifth anniversary card, which is beautiful. I saw either Amit or Carlos showed one on, on Carlos's channel the other day, or Dave might. Oh, no, it was almost Dave that showed it, I believe. And it's an amazing card. It's it might even be nicer than the Stanley Cup. The only difference is that it's just not quite as tough to find. It's rare now, don't get me wrong. Super rare now, but I love I love the Stanley Cup hologram. Okay, question number two. You ready? I guess so. You're ready. Okay, what <laughs> is your? What is the card that's highest on your want list right now that is attainable?
1: It would be the 2002-2003 Upper Deck Premier Collection, Henrik Zetterberg. Oh, the, R, the first a, RPA, the first year the of first RPA. RPA. And what when the card first came out, like back then, uh, first of all, I'm 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 broke now. I'm I was broke before. So and anything and so when the when the card first came out of that product, it was it was it was you know relatively speaking expensive. And then Zetterberg did well, and and then I said, okay, now I have to wait until he retires. So guess what? He's retired now. So (laughs) so now I can go and look 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 for that card and see if it's available uh and, and purchase it unfortunately you know the mark the market just just you know Spice. shot shot up so
0: more expensive more now. more expensive
1: than now than i than i figured but uh you know if i guess if there's ever going to be an opportunity it, it's it's basically you know now's the, now's the time i don't have much yeah. of a choice
0: and it's a beautiful card, and there's only ninety-nine of them. So, you know, you gotta when you find one, you kind of gotta decide if that's a copy that you like. Is the is it in good enough condition? And are you do you like the patch too? Right? Because obviously it's a, it's a it's an RPA. Yep. Question number three. And this this one, this one, I have no idea what you're gonna say, but the question is where is your favorite place to buy cards?
1: My favorite place to buy cards now is is C, And 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 I'll tell you I'll tell you the truth. Uh like um like I bought from Com C and eBay prior to this year, like prior to November. I was I was heavily into buy, like buying cards on eBay as well as COMC, but uh you know, I don't have much time now. And so with 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 that, I don't have the time to do all the searches on, on eBay and, and my attention is, is like 999 percent focused on COMC. So,
0: you know, that's that's the literal truth. <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's com- right now. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, question four. And you know, if you said anything other than calm C, I'd kind of like wonder. I hope, I hope, you and Julie aren't watching, but uh, I think that that makes a lot of sense. Okay, question four is, and and after when you're answering it, I'm gonna go type something into my computer. So I just want to let you know I'm not, I'm just doing that. But question four: If you could change one thing about the hobby, what would it be?
1: I have two things, but the one that that is probably biggest would be, um, especially for, for hockey and, uh, is that, the uh, the, the redemption, the redemption expiry window, I wish it was more than, than, than the, the, the one year plus one year. Um, it's, it's, it's hard to pull, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to pull a, re- a redemption, like, a on a product that is beyond two years old and find out that you may or may not be able to get anything for it. So, my, my wish is that there would be a longer, a bigger window for 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 redemptions to be to be fulfilled.
0: I think that you know what I, I asked this question of almost all my guests and I've never heard that particular uh, answer. But I love it. Great, great answer. I agree. It would be nice. You know, gift card gift cards are they don't expire, at least in Canada. I'm not sure about in the US, but laws in Canada are that if you buy a gift card from a business, to give away, especially this time of year with Christmas coming up, they don't expire. That's the law. And I think I, I would, and now there's logistics involved that I'm not privy to. Right. So let's recognize that it might not, might not make sense, but I'd like to know what, what, what the constraints may be because I can't think of them right now. In terms of why can't these just never expire? If you have a safe, yeah. you can put the cards in and leave them there. But there could be there could be a reason. Do you have any insights into why they do expire?
1: Uh, not without. I can only guess, so I don't want to guess. But I'm strictly putting on the hat as, as a as a as a as a collector. Yeah. So yeah. as a collector, Fair.
0: I would like to wish. I wish the redemption window would be would be would be longer. Yeah. Okay. Great answer, and I, I'm with you on that one. Okay. Question five. What is your biggest hobby purchase or sale regret? And it can even be one that you didn't buy, or you, maybe you didn't sell a card that you should have. Oh, can you repeat that
1: again, please? What's your Sorry. biggest
0: purchase <laughs> or sale regret?
1: Biggest purchase sale. Um, Well, there is, okay, okay, it goes back to, let's, let's bring back back that story from from 1979 with 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 my mom and buying the and I said I bought I did buy a Wayne Gretzky card. So I I did buy a Wayne Gretzky p- card back in back back in the 90s when when the when the card market boomed. And I got my brother to buy a to go to a store to buy a Wayne, a Wayne Gretzky card. It was off-centered but it was very very nice. I, I I still haven't got it graded yet. It's it's but it's 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 badly off-centered no but but no but but none of the opichi cuts it's very very well but i paid 500 dollars at the time just to get one but there was a there was a, a well-centered one a perfect one for 800 dollars that i didn't buy because it was 300 dollars too much and i regret that i regret that now so much okay. that i didn't that i didn't that i didn't you know find find the money to, to to buy that card
0: you know another great answer man because it's so it's such a and i just want to throw this up there quickly a great comment from peter he says that answer to what i would change in the hobby is a true hobbyist response good job and so thanks peter for recognizing that and for posting it up and i just want to say barry your your second your response to the biggest <laughs> regret is another true collector response you know that's a that's a it's a great answer and, and i'm I, i'm sorry that you didn't find the money at the time to get that better copy but live and learn you know we we live and learn and uh it it also goes to say that you know people always say buy the best card buy the best copy you can afford and i've always wondered about that comment because it's like well i might have a thousand dollars in my budget so I can afford a thousand, but if I only spend five hundred, now I can buy another card for five hundred dollars. So it's like, by the if I spend all my money on the one card because I can afford it. Well, now I can't afford any other card. So I've always kind of kind of wondered about that comment of buy the best one you can afford. It's like, well, yeah, but then how do you balance it with other desires you may have in terms of your your sports card budget? But anyway, great answer. Did you have anything? It looked like you wanted to jump in there with something. No, no, no. I
1: don't. I have, I have so. I have so many regrets I could share that in an after hours show. <laughs> okay. Uh, well,
0: <laughs> after hours your biggest regrets, right? Yes, okay. bring
1: everyone to bring
0: everyone to laughter. How's that? <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, well, listen, um we are now okay, we're not done. Sorry. I, I, sp- I feel like I'm off my game here. I took a week off. I'm off my game. The next thing we're going to do is the uh the card of the day. So let's switch up to the PC card of the day and this is where I show card a card or cards from my collection that tie into my guests. So Barry told me you're a Detroit Red Wings fan, and you said, if you had any Nicholas Lidstrom cards, you'd like to see them. So I, I found I found three Nicholas Lidstrom cards in my collection that I'm gonna share with you right now. I showed, before the episode started, I showed him the back of the cards, but I didn't show Barry the front of the card. So I'm gonna share those with you guys right now um, in order of how I like them, let's say. So they're all upper deck cards. The first one is from 2010-11, Upper Deck Ultimate Collection, Premium Swatches. This is a card out of 25. And a lot of the cards I show on this segment are cards that I um, from sets that I've collected. So I, I, this is a 50 or so card set from 2010. I have all of them. There's two short prints out of five. Anyway, this is my Nicholas Litstrom, and it looks to be a, uh, right from his nameplate, probably the T right there, the top of the T maybe. So I'll show you this card, Barry. I'll also show you. Now, this one is a toss-up. I'll show you this one first. In Upper Deck SP Authentic, for several years, they did a subset called Rookie Reviews. And they're they're not RPAs because they're not true. They're not rookie year cards, but they're rookie review patches. And they're like the next best thing to an RPA. So I have this one from the 2007-2008 SP Authentic series. A nice, pretty cool in terms of a, a smaller window patch, a beautiful autograph, a full body shot of the player, and serially numbered out of 100. So I I love this card. Again, this is a set that I've been working on for 12 years. I'm still not finished it. I still need a few cards. I don't pursue it that hard, but um, I still need a few from this. And if Carlos is watching, my Mike Medano from this set, Carlos, is a stunner. I saw it when I was looking for this one today. So I'll show that to you sometime. And then another year from the same. uh, This is from the the next year, uh, uh, SP Authentic. They again did a rookie review. And I like this one a bit more just because of the patch. And they also put the rookie year on there. You can see right under the words rookie review, they have 1991 92 to reference his rookie year. So, again, it's not a rookie card because it came out, you know, 17 years into his career. It's a 17th year card. But it's like, to me, it's like almost as good as a rookie card because it's a picture of him as a rookie. It says rookie on it. It's got a game used patch and and an on card autograph numbered out of 100. And I, I know it's not a rookie card. Uh, I clearly understand that, but it's like pretty, pretty darn cool as far as auto patches go. And I love that card. So those are my three, uh, my three Nicholas Litcham cards from my personal collection that I am showing off today in the PC card or cards of the day segment. So you like those Barry? Beautiful. Thank you. I want them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad to meet you. I'm glad that you do. Jeff McMahon wants to know, do you have a few Iserman cards in your personal collection? I have a few
1: Iserman cards. Yes. You
0: Um, do? Yes. A
1: couple of rookies. uh, uh, I'm I'm a value collector. So, you know, I I don't necessarily chase down every autograph because some of the autographs, when it's like serial numbered out of like like, like 19, I, I couldn't get. But I've been basically, you know, on eBay, I, well, my, my, I basically been spending what if, if I could buy an Iserman card for, for $40 on eBay, I bought them and I bought a few. And so, you know, it's, I have, I have a, a few of those. Uh, yeah. I think the one that, that, um, the one that, uh, I, I did get like, a, an upper deck, uh, re- redemption for a, a limited logos Iserman patch, which is with, with, with the, with the, with like, um, you know, very close to the, the, the spoke of the wheel. So that,
0: that that's that's really nice very cool very cool okay yeah and i love limited logos just as a just as a concept so i'm sure that's a beautiful card uh colin murray great show guys thank you very much colin colin's going to be set up at the sport card expo this weekend as well everybody under i believe sloth 55 so check out colin at the sport card expo this weekend if you just joined or you missed it before we are doing the com c challenge sports cards live invitational which there are 72 contestants in this contest at the expo this weekend. 12 spots are being reserved for viewers and fans of Sports Cards Live, which I'm super honored to come see. That was Barry. This is totally Barry's idea. I was super honored that they were willing to do that. So thank you so much for that, Barry. You have to be registered for the expo. So it's on the screen right now, sportcardexpo.com. If you have not yet registered, go and register. There's a whole program going on. Some awesome guests. I don't know them off off the top of my head, but like Bobby Hall, Mike Bossy, Andre Dawson, among others, are going to be there. I'm going to be hosting a panel on the main stage with the two new graders from from CSG Grading. Excuse me. I muted myself while I coughed. So that'll be pretty awesome. That's 3 o'clock Eastern on the main stage on the Saturday. And then before I let you guys all go, I want to mention one last time that I am really getting behind my buddy, Adam, the real 27 guy on Instagram and his basketball card fanatic magazine. Okay. Because he's got three issues out so far. They are all excellent reads. I've read about, I've read all of issue one, about three quarters of issue two. And I skimmed issue three because I just wanted to have an idea before I started talking about it. But these are all excellent. And just to give you a quick idea, guys, of here's issue three, uh, an interview with Leor Abidar, who's the guy that bought the LeBron James record for 1.8 million dollars. He's the guy that bought the the Giannis Logo Man for 1.9 million dollars. He's got some sort. I don't know exactly what he's doing, but he's got some sort of business coming out in the hobby. And so, anyway, awesome. And in issue number two, he interviewed Nat Turner in this in this magazine, who's the the gentleman who who put together the three dual Logo Men from 203 Exquisite and is the guy that bought the PMG green Michael Jordan from 1997 about a year and a half ago for $350,000. So another really cool interview, a great issue. And what Adam is doing with, for Sports Cards Live viewers, and I'm going to put this on there right now, is if you, sub, if you subscribe, this magazine is not free. He sends it to you in digital format. I've printed it off myself because I want to read this like a magazine. But basically, if you, the subscription is $10 a month or $100 for a full year. What he's offering our viewers here tonight, and this is gonna be good until the end of the month, so until the end of November, is if you want a trial version, he'll send you the, the next three issues. So issue three, four, and five. Three's only been out for like three days. He'll send you three, four, and five for $20. This is USD, I should mention it's USD. He'll send you the three issues for 20 bucks. And then if you wanna renew for the next nine issues, He'll do those for sixty. So even better than the hundred dollar deal he gives if you go for a year, it's basically gonna be eighty bucks for the year if you want all twelve issues. So check it out. And in order to do that, I just did. Oh, I've had it up there. Sorry. Subscribe to Basketball Card Fanatic by sending that money. Whether it's twenty, send twenty dollars to paypalme card. and just by virtue of you sending him twenty dollars, he'll know that you that you're a sports cards live viewer. But if you put sports cards live in there as well, he'll know for sure. So go ahead and do that. And I will mention for in the interest of full transparency, he's offered me a portion of that money to help support this show and this channel. So what I said to him, Adam, uh, whatever, I'm happy to take a few bucks and I'll put it into the channel and, and you know, whatever I do with that money, but I hope it adds up to thousands of dollars. (laughs) I don't expect it to, but I hope it does. It's a great, it's a great magazine. I've enjoyed it. So check it out. And if you're, if you want to pay for the magazine, please go ahead and do so. And uh, he's doing a great job with it. So definitely check that out, guys. All right, Barry, sorry for making you sit through all that, but I did want to get that out there because I do, uh, I've do. i enjoyed the magazine myself. So what else do we have? Legion gives me one, two, three, four, five, six, gives us, Barry, seven rounds of applause. And I can tell you that means something when Legion gives you seven. I don't know if he goes much higher than that ever. Thank you so much, Legion. Much appreciated. Amish Dave. Great show, fellas. See you Saturday and Carlos and I will be in your booth, I'm sure, maybe discussing our living knowledge of cars. Happy to have you both hang out with me. I know I'll be competing with a meet for your company, but make sure you do come visit me as well. Roy, aloha. I'm glad I stumbled on this show. Such great content. Awesome. Well, Roy, that makes my day. Thank you so much. Really appreciate that. If anyone else is new and you haven't yet subscribed to the channel, please do so. Jeff. Great show as usual. You should go for four hours to make up for being off last week. I'd, I'd love to. Oh, that reminds me we're past the two hour mark, which means that we are officially in overtime. All right. Back to the comments. Oh, sorry. Colin Murray is HC Exchange. HC Exchange is his booth at the upcoming Sports Card Expo. Paul Cashman, good show. Thank you so much. Oh, there it was, Paul Cashman. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us. Always great to have you. Chris West gives us, is that 10 stars? That's nine stars, nine gold stars. Thank you, Chris. Really appreciate that. One last time, guys, put it up on the screen. Sport Card Expo is where you go to register for the show that is coming up this weekend. Make sure you're there. I want to see you come hang out with me at my booth on the screen. Want to meet as many of you as I can and card shows are where I can do that. And in the absence of a real card show, it means we have to do it the virtual. So come on and hang out. I, I mean it sincerely. I want to hang out with you guys, have some chit chat, and um, yeah, that's, that's that's what I want to do. So please come and join. And it's going to be a great show. It was great back in June. It should be great again coming up here. So with that, I believe we are done. Barry, any parting words from you, my friend? I want to just mention uh, three things. Number one,
1: uh, the ComSea challenge. We have a kids We have a kids slot too, so you can participate, and then have your kids participate in another slot, doing the same thing with with. And we're giving away not only twenty five dollars and five, but we'll but we'll also give away a free uh, Tim Hortons pack too. Uh, second of all, we are giving away almost three thousand dollars in prizes for the Sports Card Expo. So come come by our booth. Check out our blog post for the for for the schedule. And all, and one of the big, the, one of the grand prizes for for our dice game, which I didn't mention, is a Tiger Woods uh, hard signed autograph. Ooh. And yes, Jeremy, come on, come on by. Uh, I'll, come on, I'll come on by. I want to. Yes. I want to win the Tiger Woods <laughs> autograph. And I just want to take a moment to mention about our bla- our Black Friday. So just to give you some some concepts, um, we 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 know we're 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 not doing as well in our processing and our and our shipping. So we're basically tailoring it to 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 meet for this to meet expectations. And ComC is basically giving out the most specials in our in our history. So what uh one thing that we're not doing is like for every sale, there's a five percent commission that we take. We're not we're not taking that in, we're not taking that during 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 Black Friday. Plus a whole bunch of other things to to basically entice sellers to to lower their to, to lower their prices even more because we're not taking the fees so that the buyers can get even better better deals out there. So there's going to be more information coming up uh very soon because Black Friday is just around the corner. But uh just to let you know uh the specials there's never been better specials during during Black
0: Friday this time than we've ever had.
1: So look so check load us up out. Your-
0: Load up your shopping carts, load up your watch lists and wait for those sales to kick in. When do they, yes. when does the black, I mean, this is a silly question, but I just don't even know when black Friday, when is it next weekend? It is next weekend. Okay. Yes, I got to know for myself, cause I'm going to have to go through my watch list and make sure that uh, I'm on, I'm on the ball and ready to pounce if, 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 <laughs> if any of those prices come down to where I want to buy. A lot of the, a lot of cards have been sitting on my watch list for months, if not years. And I'm just waiting for the seller to get impatient and bring their prices down.
1: Yes, On this time. could be
0: the time. This could be the time. This could be the one, huh? Okay, awesome. So, again, you if you want to register and you haven't yet, send your email to sportcardexpo at comc.com in order to register for the Sports Cards Live Invitational. This guarantees you, well, it may get you a guaranteed spot in the ComC Challenge where you have a chance to win ComC store credit up to $125. That is no joke. All right, Barry. Thank you for joining me tonight. This was a lot of fun, man. You, you, you're a great guest. I love your backdrop. Your video was great. Your audio was great. I know we, I made you, I, I made him switch his headphones for three minutes to go because he said he had a new pair. I said, break them out. We're getting some feedback. So we got the new headphones on. You were a great guest, Barry. Uh, thanks to you. Thanks to Com-C for C uh, for, for coming up with this Sports Cards Live Invitational. I'm honored by that. I think it's wicked. And like I said earlier, Whoever of the 12 Sports Cards Live contestants in the challenge, even if you don't make it to the end and win the whole thing, the whoever gets the furthest is going to win a Sports Cards Live baseball hat. And again, as I've said, this is a quality, quality unit right here. (laughs) And I actually had it made by a fellow collector who is in the business of swag. And so thank you to Jordan Stewart for making these hats for me. And this one is Like I said, that's stitching, that is not a press on, that is stitched right in, as you can see in the back here, right? Like it's legit, legit hat. So whoever wins it, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you wear it with pride or just own it with pride. I mean, I I sure think it's cool. So, okay, Barry, thanks again. Thanks everybody for watching. We will be back on Saturday when Amit, who we didn't make fun of tonight, will be joining me. This will be halfway through the Sport Card Expo. So to all of you who are gonna be at the Expo, Come and watch that. And it's going to be Expo weekend. We're going to hang out. For, we're going to hang out Saturday night here on the show. We're going to talk about the Expo, and well, it'll be a very free-flowing discussion. I don't plan to have much of an agenda besides recapping our days at the show, and then we'll be open for questions and comments and whatever hot hobby topics you want to talk about. So come join us Saturday night on the YouTube channel Sports Cards Live, and then next Wednesday I will be back with Tracy Hackler from Panini. So that'll be another awesome episode. I'll throw those future episodes up right there. And then we have more and more, we have more coming up even on November 28th. Ken Reed, the anchor on Sportsnet will be joining me. He's got a new book out, which is, which I've started to read and I will say it's awesome. And then December 2nd, perhaps everybody's favorite guest, Brian Gray will be joining me and he is always, always entertaining. So make sure you guys join for all these shows. Sorry I was gone for a week, but it's great to be back. I got to say, I was a little nervous coming into tonight, Barry. I was legit <laughs> nervous because I felt, whoa, have I lost my rhythm or what? But it's awesome to be back. So thanks, everybody, for coming back. Amish Dave, hopefully some Brodeur cards get lower to Com C. There you go, man. Let's pounce. Let's pounce. Carlos, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Carlos. Chris West, immediately Ziggy Poppy rookies. Seriously. Jordan, registered. Good for you, man. Hope you, get, hope you win a spot and hope you win the whole thing. I hope someone from the show wins the whole thing. All right. I've rambled enough. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Barry, thanks so much. Wait right there, man. In the back. I'll be I'll be out back with you. Everybody else, good night and thank you for joining us.